0: The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. Radio. We have ways of making you talk.
1: Stars in your eyes, little one, where do you go to dream? Your place, we all know, the land of baby.
2: I'm doing there what they do on, on crap uh, radio shows. I'm playing a low-quality version of that off of YouTube. And I'll tell you why. Because I'm trying to get it on my hard drive in uh, HQ quality, high quality. And for some reason, it's not allowing me to do it. Let's 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 do that again, because that song is uh, delicious, delicious pop. And it deserves... Today's a pop special, by the way. We're celebrating the magic of pop um, 03444991000 is the telephone number let me see if it's down aha is it downloading in delicious high quality we can have an interview with bucks Fizz later on i went and met them today and uh, hung out with them while they rehearsed they did a private little concert for me and then there was a bit in uh, this song where Jay Aston pointed at me and sang. Ladies and gentlemen, would you please welcome the magic, the genius, the might uh, that is Bugs Fizz.
3: Stars in your eyes, little one Where do you go to dream To a place we all know The land
1: of make-believe
2: I'm going to be honest, it was a fancy shed. While Buck's Fizz, they're called the Fizz now, despite the fact that three of the original, 75% of Buck's Fizz...
1: Oh, here we go, here we go. came today, but had to go to visit you... You never know. Oh,
2: that's a great, that's a great song. That's up there with Daydream Believer, that song, totally. Um, 75% of the original members of Bucks Fizz are in this group and they're not allowed to use the name Bucks Fizz. And um, I I, I had such a, I was with them for about an hour, right? Uh, So it's uh, Jay, Mike, Cheryl, and there's a new Bobby who's called Bobby. And um, they were the most delightful people. And we just chatted about music, about Eurovision, about pop, um... And I did your... We'll play the interview after 11, right? Again, they were waiting for me to take the piss. They were waiting, because Mike said, I recognise you. You used to do that programme, didn't you, with Ricky Gervais? I said, yeah, they were waiting for the gag, And all they got was, was um, uh, adulation. And I'm going to be honest, that's my stomach. I'm going to be honest, I was staring a little bit too intently at Jay Aston. It has to be said... Um, but they, I, I, they, they can't use the name Bucks Fizz. And we, we, we talked about it briefly. I said, look, I've got to ask. And I, I kind of know the history, but people will think it's weird that you are the Fizz when there are more of you in the Fizz than there are in Bucks Fizz. There's only one original member in Bucks Fizz. And, uh, Cheryl, she didn't quite. Um, get as angry as she did when she destroyed, rightly so, David Van Day on uh, Celebrity Coach Trips. didn't get quite so angry, but her voice deepened and she had the growl of a protective mother who was upset that her child had been taken away by a cult. That's quite a good way of putting it, actually. Um, they were lovely. And I'm now, here's the joy, right? They got a new album out. Honestly, the, 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 I walked in... And they were singing uh, Acapulco, but they weren't. They had headphones in, so they could hear music. But w- when I came in, there was no music. It was just them singing four part harmony. Flippin' heck, it was good. You, you you heard it? It's on the thing. It was
4: amazing.
2: It was brilliant. And the
4: engineer, you can just about make sh- make out the engineer saying, "Oh, they don't l- normally let anyone hear them sing acapella, mate." Why not? They're amazing, mate.
2: They should do. They should do a whole set acapella. It's incredible, incredible. Um, and so um. They, if you want to, they, we'll play the interview after 11, The uh, thefizz.com is their website, and they're doing a tour, I'm going to go and see them on Sunday, they're playing in Windsor, I'm going to, by the way, I've got a spare ticket, I'm tempted to invite a listener along for a night out to see The Fizz, I, I, I want to call them Bucks Fizz, but also I don't want to get sued by anybody, mm-hmm. I've, I've, I've got a spare ticket, I don't know, if anyone, if you want to come, 0344, um, and their new album, um, and they played a couple of, they sang a couple of songs from their new album, it's always a worry always a r- worry, but they were actually, they were really good, they were really good pop songs, really good pop songs, and it's, um, produced by Mike Stock of Stock, Aitken, and Waterman fame, and I was a huge, genuinely, no word of a lie, I was a huge Stock, Aitken, and Waterman fan in, in the 80s, uh, uh, you know, as well as the Monkees and the Beach Boys, everyone was off, Listening to flipping New Order and The Cure. And I was buying Jason Donovan records. I loved them. I went and saw Jason in concert a few times. I was a
1: very
4: weird 14, 15-year-old boy. People get very snobbish about them, oh. about the music factory. Yeah. But let's just recall another music factory that people tend to be yep. um, very, very... Um, full of praise for and that's motown
2: it's just and people go well, yeah well you can't compare jason donovan to marvin gaye and you know what I'm, we're not comparing jason donovan to marvin gaye we're comparing the production techniques it's the same thing uh, uh, th- I'm, and i'm now arguing with um white middle-aged men of course online, you are right? because they're
4: the only ones who say this well this is the thing and, and
2: my, my friend amy naked Persimmon on, right, on twitter she's my friend amy she's a monkeys fan and uh, her and uh, another Monkeys fan, um, Meg, Meg, that's it, they argue brilliantly about how important pop music is, and I'm talking about what we, teeny bopper, bubblegum, whatever you want to call it, but pop music is to young girls between the ages of, let's say, 12 to seventeen um in terms of defining who they are defining their musical likes d- d- defining their sexual feelings because a lot of the feelings towards these pop stars are sexual um you know defining uh, masturbation defining all of these things um that that are important to young women right and it's not until 30 years later when blokes go, yeah, well, do you know what, actually? The Monkeys were a cool band that, that suddenly they become universally accepted. And all the 12, 13, 14 year old girls that dug the Monkeys in 1967 finally get vindicated. And I'm, I'm discussing this and I use this term very loosely. 0344, By the way, you can call him. Um, well, I, I've said, because Mike Stock, I've tweeted him, and said, Mike, I'd love to come and do an interview with you. And he said, yeah, of course, it'd be mean, great. And I, I, I'm thrilled, genuinely thrilled, because his music was um, uh, was an important part of my teenage years, from about 14 to about 17, 18. It, it was a huge part of, of um, my teenage years, so on a personal level, um, I'm thrilled, but also on a sociological and historical level, I'm thrilled, because... He was was part of a team that had so many hits. And I didn't like all of them. Of course I didn't like all of them. Not, not not meant to. But he liked so many hits. And so I've mentioned on Twitter, I think that Stock, Aitken and Waterman were geniuses. And I genuinely, genuinely do, right? And some of the comments, uh, people saying it was worthless pap. You write a song that sells 10 million copies. I dare you. I tell you what, I'll make it easier. You write a song that can sell a million copies. Just one song. All you've got to do is write one song that can sell a million copies. Bearing in mind, they wrote dozens of songs that sold millions of copies. You come up with one, right? And um, uh, th- then there's a. Um, there we go. D- the Mike. Mike is arguing. This is this is a, this is a. I'm guessing a white middle aged guy. And, it's, and 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 uh, I think ethnicity and I think age are, uh, and certainly gender are important in this. Stock aching them all to me. He's talking about. They manipulated the gullibility of the mass market, mm-hmm. just as Simon Cowell does now, then had the audacity to claim a place in the indie charts. Right, hang on. Their, their their label, I can't remember the name of their label, I don't think it was called Saw, was it PWL? I'm not sure. Um But their label was an indie label. They were an indie label. So you must have been horrified when you were scanning the melody maker or sounds, and you go, oh, the indie chart, we've got um, Pulp, we've got Ned's, oh, stuck Jason Donovan's in there they were an indie label they weren't backed by the huge thing and also pop is about marketing mate if you if you think it isn't it always has been the beat what was that what was a hard day's night a hard day's night was a 90 minute advert for, for an album. That's what it was. Pop has always been about marketing. Pulp. Pulp. You talk about indie. Pulp. Uh, they, they're they're, they're, a, they're a, a, an iconic marketing dream. And also, the gullibility of the mass market. You can't sell millions of of records, just maybe once, maybe once, you could, a, 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 a stretch, you could, you could sell, you know, a couple of million records, maybe once, but to do it again and again and again. And here's another thing, Mike Healy, right? They manipulated the gullibility of the mass market. So you're saying that it was predominantly teenage girls. All those teenage girls, that bought those records, that, that saved their money, that worked Saturday jobs, that delivered newspapers, that begged, stole and borrowed, you're saying that all of those girls, their experience, their emotion that they invested into those songs, you're saying it's, it's, it's meaningless, it's, it's worthless, that they, they were gullible, that, they didn't really fancy Rick Astley, that they didn't masturbate to Jason Donovan, that they didn't cry their heart out listening to Kylie Minogue records. You're you're saying all of those emotions that they played with, that they explored, that they experienced, it's meaningless because Jason Donovan didn't write his own songs. Kylie Minogue wasn't playing bass guitar on her record. Is that what you're saying? The arrogance of you, Mike. The arrogance of you, Mike Healy, to dare to judge those teenage girls uh, and those young gay boys and those young heterosexual girls and boys, but also really important for young gay boys who were were establishing what they were. How dare you, Mike? How dare you display such arrogance as to dismiss uh, their reasons for buying and enjoying And learning and singing those songs and sharing as well. The shared feeling of being at a pop concert is a wonderful, wonderful awakening when suddenly something you've done in your bedroom on your own, listening to the records or the tapes, you've done it on your own and suddenly you're in a room with four, five, six thousand... Other people that all feel the same about this person or this group that stood up on the stage. And you, Mike Healy, you with the, you've got the letters DJ before your name as though that gives you some kind of credibility. You know nothing, my friend. You know absolutely nothing. I would never dare to dismiss the hopes, the dreams, the fantasies and the feelings of millions of young girls who genuinely felt something.
4: And yet, you know, 50 years ago, you'd have had another version of Mike Healy talking about Tim Panally in the same way, suggesting yep. that that was mass market gullibility it's... or Motown, for example. But is it just with the benefit of hindsight and the fact that maybe you weren't around when those records came out and you don't remember that it was maybe your mum or your grandma that bought those <laughs> records that makes it so somehow more credible? I just don't get it.
2: Finally, like you, says Mike again. Mike, call in, man. This is, I'm, not, I'm not having a go. I'm just saying this. He's talking again about Stock Aitken and Waterman. I grew up listening to that, and boys liked it as much as girls. They didn't. They didn't. They, 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 they didn't. G- b- girls, you know, statistically, bought more of that Stock Aitken and Waterman stuff than boys. That's a fact that's, that's just a fact, and they liked it more because it was, it was made, let's use the dirty word, shall we? It was manufactured because pop is, is, is plastic. We know that. The best pop is plastic and disposable. It was manufactured for girls in mind. It was aimed at teenage girls, and there was some overspill. There was some weird, um, there were some weird guys like me, and there were some gay guys, and they, you know they were all. And there were some mums, and there were probably some dads that went out and bought a Kylie album or, or a Sonya record. They probably were. That's fine. That's fine. But it was you. You cannot deny, and if you do, you are lit, you are incorrect, right? That pop, uh, that pop like that, and pop like One Direction and things like that, they are aimed at teenage girls, and they are bloody important to teenage girls. And the arrogance of anyone, particularly a middle aged bloke, to say nah, 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 it's, it's, it's meaningless well it it might be meaningless to you it might be meaningless to you sit i think here's the thing sitting on the dock of the bay otis radio i hate that song i hate that song i I think it's a it's a rubbish nursery rhyme but i'm aware to millions of people it means something you can't you can't take away the importance of these pop stars to uh, young girls like that 0344 499 1000 i'm ian lee this is talk radio
0: the late night alternative with ian lee on talk radio
2: Sending a tweet to Fraser Hines. Hang on. Ah, there we go. There we go. Oh, three, four, 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 nine, nine, one thousand. Good evening, Alex. Oh, hello, Ian. Hello, Alex. I'm a This fan. Actually, it's not bucksmith it's the did I, I, This is one of the crazy things, and we—I did. A, I'm going to play out an interview I did with them um, uh, after eleven, Alex. It's brilliant. You're going to love it because they are funny. They are naughty. Um, Mike Nolan. Yeah. Mike Nolan is a very, very naughty boy. Very. Really? He's a very naughty boy, Alex. Very really? naughty. And I've got to say, Cheryl Baker. She's got a dirty laugh on her. Good. Her, yeah. th- she, th- what's interesting, you'll listen to it, right? And um, they—they're they, all getting on, but every now and then they'll have a little niggle with each other. Like Mike says, um, like, talks about you know going on tour and stuff. And he says, oh, "I don't, I don't drink, but Cheryl likes to get drunk." She goes, "No, I don't, because you know you like a drink." She says, "Yeah, I like a drink. Yes. I don't like to get drunk." And it's nice, it's lovely little niggles there. They're so, um, you know, you you wouldn't be allowed to see that with with a young pop group now. You wouldn't get that that freshness and that realness. Um But with them, it was it was for for people that three of them have been working on and off with each other for 30 years no 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 no. 35 years wow. let's say. 36 years <laughs> uh, th- right. yeah eurovision was 1981 that they won it um and the new boy's been in it his new boy's been there for three years um I, uh, they were so funny alex and like uh, they did um they did uh, land a make-believe for me really yeah i was sat there and they sang it for me
3: Oh, wow. I wish I could have been there with you.
2: Well, you if you keep listening, Alex, and close your eyes, it'll feel like you were. Oh. Why do you like Buck's Fizz so much?
3: Well, actually, I'm a new fan of the Fizz. You're a what? Because um, I'm a new fan of the Fizz.
2: Oh, you're a new fan of the Fizz. How come you're a new fan of the Fizz?
3: Well, I'm 19 years old, yep. and um, although most people most people my age aren't are into like new charts like new music in the charts yeah um i'm not really into music that's in the charts i'm into music from the 80s yeah like um like like sore like i really love Thor. yeah yeah and when i when i realized that mike stock was um producing the fizz i'm like Oh wow! I must listen
2: to them. And their new what's the song? Because their new their current single is one. of Is it um, singing in the no, not singing in the rain, dancing in the rain. In the rain. It's a brilliant song. It's a br- it's a perfect yes. pop song. And they got a little dance routine where they've all got umbrellas. And and um Jay's umbrella are broken, so she had a one pound ninety nine one from Asda. It was brilliant.
1: <laughs> it was brilliant.
3: <laughs> oh.
2: Well, I'm gonna get. I am gonna get the album, and I am gonna. Are you gonna go and see them on tour?
3: Yes I'm going to see them in London. Okay. I think they're doing a live TV
2: performance. Right, okay. I'm going to see them. I'm going to see them on this this Sunday. First night is Friday and they were good today but there's I've got to say Mike Nolan was was he was he missed a couple of those dance moves, Mike. You got to pull your finger out, buddy. Yeah. Um, but they were they were brilliant and and it's you know, it I, I just I don't think you can knock Pop Alex. Pop is wonderful.
3: Oh, I agree with you. It's so wonderful.
2: Well, Alex, it's My nice... to join It's nice to talk to you. You keep listening after 11, and I'll play the interview out, OK? Great. Will do. Thank you. Thank you very much indeed. What a nice lady. Um, 0344 499 1000. Because, I, I, listen, I was a big fan of the monkeys. And you talk about... Um, The monkeys now. Everyone accepts that the TV show was groundbreaking. Everyone accepts that the music is is wonderful pop, and they had the best session musicians on there, and all of that. But that's a that is a recent development. That ain't always been the case, right? Certainly wasn't the case in the sixties. They were called out for being uh, fake and plastic. Certainly wasn't the case in the eighties and the nineties. When the eighties, when I was at school, into it, they were still. A manufactured TV group that didn't play their own instruments. No, everyone ignored the fact their songs were written by Carol King and Neil Diamond and Neil Sedaka, and you had Hal Blaine and Glen Campbell and Carol Kay playing. Everyone ignored that. Now it's like, oh yeah, the monkeys, hey, the greatest session musicians. Oh, it was a bit, yeah, but but so I have grown up having to um quiver and hide my musical taste for fear of mockery from musical snobs but i will take this no more i will take this no more and i don't like this thing either um what do they call it guilty pleasure What's your guilty pleasure? That that one song that you're embarrassed to like? No, unless it's Coldplay, you shouldn't be embarrassed about liking anything. If a song's but but my boys' favourite song at the moment because it's in an advert uh, and they sing it like this, do you like peanuts colada? They because it's in an advert and they love that. So their favourite song is peanuts colada because they don't know. They don't. And of course we've analysed that song on this show, uh, but they don't know that that song is probably being used ironically they don't know that you're not supposed to like that song they like that song because it's a video of like an otter or something swimming around in the sea and they think it's peanuts colada. they love it and that's what pop music is it's pop music i genuinely believe this guys phone up and argue against this you will not be able to pop is the purest form of music it is folk music for the tw- late 20th early 21st century it is important it tells a story if you listen to pop music uh, from from anywhere in the last 50 years you can pretty much date it to within six months just by listening to the lyrics and the production and the drum and the bass sound on there you can date it it's folk music it's wonderful it tells a story and it may not speak pop one direction right doesn't speak to me, because I'm a 44-year-old man. They're not meant to speak to me. They're meant to speak, they're genetically programmed to speak to 13-year-old girls. And 40-year-old women. Well, you know, exactly. And of course, I'm sure if I've never, I don't think I could even name a One Direction song, but I'm sure if I listened to it, I would quite dig it. Your dad's
4: just got into Taylor Swift. Yeah, he has. Good for him. By accident, you you've got bought a CD, listened to it, thought it was awful, listened to it again, thought, hang oh, on a minute, now can't stop listening to it, and has bought another CD. Yep.
2: It's, this is what it's all about guys don't again unless it's cold because they're just an awful there are an, an affront and, and i'm glad it's my well i'm not glad i'm sad it's my last virgin show on sunday but dear god i, I every week i've been playing Coldplay through gritted teeth the rest of the, the playlist pretty good but cold play through gritted teeth and i'm going to do my best to make sure we don't play one this sunday but everything else man everything else is it's up for grabs it's all wonderful 0344 499 1000 is the phone number this is talk radio across the uk
0: online and on dab the late night alternative with ian lee on talk radio Mike's upset, I
2: slightly misrepresented his argument, not at all mate, I read out your tweets and I destroyed them one by one, you are patronising the memory of those teenage girls that bought those records, but that's the last, it's, listen it's not a pen pal show, it is a phony show, 03444991000 is Liz there, can we get Liz up get Liz up, get Liz up straight away don't for, don't for goodness sakes, right, this is it can we just, when Paul from Stoke Poges phones in Sam, don't talk to him he dominates the whole bloody phoning process, right, Just just get what he wants and either call him back or not all other callers take precedence over him for crying out loud good evening liz
5: hello ian hello liz first time i've spoken to talk radio well it's
2: wonderful it's the first time i've ever spoken to anyone called liz
4: is it really um not today to, well
2: well again i'm not even sure if that's true certainly in the last half an hour yes
5: All oh, right. Oh, okay what <laughs> you got for us liz um, well, basically, um, I'm not going to... I'm going to be extremely boring here because I'm not going to argue or disagree with anything you've said no. about... Um Um, pop music being the most purest form of music that there is. I mean, um, when you actually started off with that Bugs Fizz track, I just had to listen to that, and it's entire glorious whole. (laughs) (laughs) Here's the
2: thing, Liz, here's the thing about wonderful pop music, right, um, is I, when they sang that song today in rehearsal, first of all, the hairs on the... Because because uh, Bobby said, Ian, what's your favourite Bucks Fizz song? We'll, we'll, we'll do it now. I'm like, what? I'm just sat there in I said, it's, it's the land of make-believe. And they went, all right. And and they did it. They went into it and did it. So the hairs on the back of my neck went up. But here's why I think pop is so important. Suddenly, yeah. it was 1982. I was nine years old. And I was watching that video on top of the pops. And the video is all kind of surreal. And it's like a sort of surreal scape. And there's dancers and things like that. And I remember... Being nine years old, and I was—I was there, Liz. I was sat on the sofa in my living room, at one hundred and twenty Monk'sfield Avenue, watching Top of the Pops and watching this that pop video. And I was there. It took me back. 30, uh, 34 years, 35 years.
4: My dad tells a story about when he went to a Paul McCartney concert and suddenly he was 14 again, yeah. right? So that experience isn't different from men or women.
2: They're not just singing songs, they are casting spells, they are creating incantations, they are they are actually making time travel mm. possible. And it, it, I just think it's wonderful and they're wonderful. And then you look around
4: the rest of the crowd and they're all experiencing the same yeah. thing.
2: They're, they're all in their own little worlds, taken back to a specific point it could be they're having a bath listening to it on the radio, maybe they saw them in concert, maybe they had their first kiss to all these wonderful, wonderful. Well in the pages
4: that are looking, yeah, learning the words. Exactly.
2: Exactly. <laughs> who who do you who do you like then, Liz?
5: Um well my fa- one of my favourite tracks of that period is Against All Odds by Phil Collins. Yep, yeah, great song. It's a great song. And that is um um, people have called that as a guilty pleasure. Or well, what's guilty about
2: no. it? No, the guilty pleasure. Song. Yeah, the guilty pleasure thing was um, a fair play. It was a guy that did it on a radio show in, in sort of like the late nineties, I think, early two thousands. And you, you'd pick songs like pick songs that, that you were embarrassed to like, like "Horse with No Name" by America, or or that, the, the Phil Collins one you mentioned. Or, or, and I don't think that no, they, they were brilliant songs that sold millions of copies, and they mean something to people so there's no guilt i've got no guilt about any of the songs i like
4: there is still a tendency though isn't there when people start asking you about what your favorite song is whether you resist the temptation or not the temptation is there to think now what's going to make me sound cooler and it's that isn't it
2: i tell you what what people where people do cheat it's when you do the what was your the first record you bought and people will cheat and fudge it and do the cool one First record I bought I, was, was by Ryan Paris, La Dolce Vita. Terrible record, but at the time I loved it. It was really important to me because I'd heard it on holiday. It was the first thing I bought with my what was it one pound forty pence or something wherever they were.
5: I can't actually remember the first record I ever bought. No. I remember the first record that was bought for me, which was well, I was actually given two oh. records at the same time. Yeah, um, I was given the Wombles' greatest hit, and I was given the I was given Abba's greatest hit.
2: Yeah. Which one did you um, prefer? Oh,
5: that oh, that's a hard question. That is. I,
2: Womble- th- I think the Wombles, of course. It was Mike Bat. Mike Bat is a is a genius. He um, Mike Bat um was is the was the the brainchild behind Katie Melua, who I think is fantastic. She's got an amazing voice. Um, but he's also an orchestral composer. A couple of one of my favourite albums is XTC's. <laughs> um and uh apple uh, wasp no apple venus volume one and he did um a, a significant amount of the orchestral uh, g- g- scoring on it
4: wonderful because he's got what stock aiken and waterman got what barry Gordy yep. had which is this ear for being able to write something that sticks
2: yep 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 yep.
4: and that's hard you know and people dismiss it as being bubblegum and all this sort of stuff it sticks and people there's a call reason it nursery why
2: rhymes. you write a nurse go and write a nursery rhyme it's Flipping hard work for something that's going to be sung 20, 30, a hundred years down the line. It's hard, Liz.
5: Oh gosh, yes. Um I I, I that's a, the first time I've heard that Mike Back did some of the scoring on XTC stuff. I've yeah. just got um I've just got visions now of making plans for Nigel coming <laughs> on and the whole womble strolling <laughs> out to get <laughs> some litter at the same That'll time. That'll do it.
2: Yeah. Liz, thank you for your call. I'm glad you got through. I appreciate it. Let's go to Steve. Good evening, Steve.
6: Hiya, i the Steve. same theme, um, just had the same sort of uh, attitude from people, like, uh, well, your last call I mentioned Abba, Yeah. Uh, even though I'm quite into punk and things like that, I think Abba are brilliant, but more so, Chaz and Dave, I loved the interview yeah. that you had, Yeah. Uh, and it's like, it's like people, like, sort of patronising you, and they've got no idea who, you know, the roots of Chaz and Dave, the... the, the you know the gravitas of the people who have worked with. People. Oh, the,
2: you, we talk about people taking the mick out of music and, and not being considered cool. Ch- the entire eighties, Chaz and Dave had that. They were a joke. They were they were a joke. But now you get all the hipsters going. Well, yeah, no, actually, Chaz and Dave, are, Chaz and Dave, are a really good band. They were always a really good band. It's just that you had, you were you were too cool in the eighties to know that.
4: What happens though is yeah. time passes uh, and all of a sudden it becomes vintage rather yeah. than you know rather than oh look, that old cheesy stuff that they. Probably liked anyway, but your mates didn't approve of. When it becomes vintage, everyone suddenly looks at it with fresh eyes, you know.
6: But I mean, that 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 interview was just so wonderful. Because I already knew that there were much, much deeper than what people think. But even I didn't realise, like, the depth of the So It was just so, like... Uh, educational, musically, you know, it was just amazing, I mean, and uh, he's such a cool guy as Follow well, him
2: no? on Twitter, right, because he, he goes between tweeting pictures of him with Gene Vincent, he he posted a brilliant picture of him playing with Gene Vincent, and it's this wonderful, yeah. slightly out of focus colour photograph from God knows where, 1962, 63, and, um, he, he says, I remember that taped up microphone, it kept flapping open like a crocodile's jaw, and you look in the picture and Gene Vincent's got this microphone that's taped up, so he, he tweets stuff like that, and then he tweets, I wonder if a vicar has ever called anybody a C he's wonderful <laughs> absolutely <laughs> wonderful
6: on Twitter yeah, and the, the thing I always found ironic was that like, sort of being involved with the sort of uh, the, the, the sort of punk scene from the beginning it was all supposed to be about well, it was supposed to be about freedom of expression, freedom of ideas. But, oh, what, you like Chas and Dave? You like a bit of Abba? Ooh, we can't have that. And I thought, what? What is this? Yeah. That's why I've never classed myself as a punk. I've always classed myself as a person who likes a bit... By the way, how many,
2: many, and and Danny Baker always makes this point, how many of those old punk albums, never mind the Bollocks and Love Bites by the Buzzcocks to one side, how many of those old punk albums do you actually put on at the weekend when you want to relax? Not that many. No, because the punk albums are rotten. They are all... There's some brilliant, brilliant punk, punk singles, and uh, those are, there's a couple of other albums, but most of the punk albums are rubbish. But you'll put on an ABBA album, you'll you put on a, a, a you know, a Phil Collins... you put on... They, they, these people make good albums. Punk, it was two-minute songs, and that was it. Thank you very much, Steve. 344 is the telephone number. If you want to give us a call, just let me, um... Let me try this. Hang on a second, someone's texted him. I want to see if they want to... Come on. Someone's producing the show
4: via text. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. uh... Well,
4: if I could do that, I could stay at home. Yep.
2: No, they're not going to answer. They've uh, uh, texted, stop talking about crap music. I'm not. I'm talking about brilliant music. I'm talking about... And I'm not just talking about music, coward. I'm talking about... Four... Seven. There we go. There right, we go. We'll get some more texts in in a minute from that person. I'm not just talking about life, uh, music. If you think I'm just talking about music, you ain't listening properly. Clear out your lug holes. We've covered life. We've, we're going to cover death. We've covered sex. We've covered masturbation. We've covered money. We've covered adoration. We've covered gr- uh, group experiences. We've covered all kinds of things. We're talking
0: art, baby. We're talking art. Late night conversation. Well. Where- Losing sleep, the late night alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. We just—if you're
2: watching on Periscope, by the way—we just say what you just say next. I'm just saying, there, just that's saying
0: a good that point. this has
4: really uncorked my genie this yes. whole conversation because it's true that you know anything that's aimed at women and sometimes it's it's aimed in a really sloppy way like i, I to be honest i get a bit fed up with all the sort of pinkification of things how do we make this um appeal to women um let's make it you know a pink version for heaven's sake be pink leg and all that crap kids like lego full stop it's not about that but you know when they target something at women for example you know um films or books suddenly it becomes chick chick flicks or chick lit chick
2: lit ladies and gentlemen okay
4: so my granddad used to enjoy (laughs) i know my granddad used to enjoy cowboy films right or war films it's been going on for years and years films that blokes like tend to be kind of fighting films and stuff like that does that mean they're dick flicks no because they're just <laughs> films
2: i've seen a dick flick and boy oh boy that that really caught me unaware <laughs> and, uh, no, no. <laughs> um, yeah, and and you're right and i mentioned my two friends uh, two friends i've met them very very briefly in new york when i went to a monkeys concert um no, I, met, I met amy and oh, no, i met them at a the monkeys convention as well um amy and Meg, who both run these really rather rude, Amy in particular, rather rude monkeys' Facebook page. Her Facebook page is filthy. Um And it's all about, they, they talk about sexual fantasies about the monkeys and stuff like that, because... Do they you ra- think
4: that's what pop is to they, a lot of girls. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah, exactly. And they both argue so eloquently. We'll get them on one night. So eloquent. I've learnt so much from reading their comments on Twitter and Facebook. They speak so eloquently about blokes like me and they don't mean me specifically in this case but middle-aged middle-class blokes appropriating as you said pop
4: appropriating mm-hmm. pop coming to them and telling them why what they enjoy yeah, and is why being you enjoyed. Sh- why you should enjoy should enjoy it. and you're liking the wrong song this yeah. one's far more yeah. important yeah like, at what point are we allowed to have our own opinions about stuff and can i just it's all taste as well
2: yeah can I just say as well? A, a Mike Stock has emailed me. I'm going to Mike Stock's place in it soon. Brilliant! I'm going to go to his place, and um, we've had two two women callers this evening. Yeah. So, and we've got another one. And we're going to go to to Kathy in a second. So already, in the first forty five minutes of the show, talking about pop, we've had more women callers than we can than we often get in a week. Do you know week.
4: why? Because this is stuff we know about, right? And and i think that now um we can see what the what the trick is
2: yeah i've got some blokes lined up but i'm 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 deliberately i'm i'm less interested in what they have to say and i will come to
4: we've got Cleo, we've got don we've got paul and we've got pablo I'll, I'll come to them in a bit Th- it's very odd though isn't it music and yep. we've had it a lot on this program especially recently yep. how um if you don't like the sort of music someone else likes it, you do become that playground idiot who yeah, suddenly yeah. wants to crush that passion out of someone else and convince them your way and you get very very cross about i'm not saying you but some people again generally older men get very cross if people don't see things their way Mm. it's supposed to be fun isn't it yeah Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with that either. You know, people talking about the importance of music, a lot of it is about fun and escapism because life is quite crap.
2: And also, someone on Twitter said, well, these, okay, what about Sonya records? Are people still listening to Sonya 30 years later? Irrelevant. It's irrelevant. Pop is not meant to be listened to 30 years later. It is now. It is for the two and a half, three minutes that that record is playing. That's the only time it's important. And if some of that transcends time and, and, and they play it 30 years later then that's a bonus. But pop is meant for that moment while you've got that thing and then suddenly you see another one you want and that one becomes history.
4: Here's the thing. I don't think many artists down the ages expected what they were doing at that moment to transcend decades, never mind centuries, right? Shakespeare was making plays... To entertain people and to entertain the poor people along with you know the rich people occasionally and yeah he needed their money so he had to kiss a few backsides you know and, and write histories yeah. in favor of of the winners the people that were paying his wages but he was supposed to be universally entertaining people were snobbish about it then the theater was supposed to be you know for the lowest common denominator it was like watching um, the only way is essex but nowadays, with, the, with, the, tran- with the, 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 the fact that we are centuries away from it, all of a sudden it becomes high art.
2: Uh, Adam makes a brilliant point. It's funny how it's always the stuff geared for the teenage girl market that's derided as rubbish yeah. and not good taste. And he, he's spot on there. Um, good evening, Cathy. Hi Ian. Hi Kath. How are you? Hot because the air conditioning in this studio doesn't work. You and, go we're, and, and we're both ranting away, so it's getting very, very hot in here. But apart from that, Kathy, we're on top it's of the like world. Thank you very much. Nineties pop concert in there, and it's getting hot and sweaty. Oh it, well, exactly. It's very nice. Not- I went to. Um, Uh, where where did i see jason donovan in about 1989 at the hammersmith odeon and it was great and i was uh i was 16 and it was it was all 12 year old girls with their whistles and it was and i was screaming he comes he he comes out on the interval playing his guitar riding a skateboard do you know what
4: i miss about concerts (laughs) no one does dry ice anymore no the smell of dry ice will still take me back
2: they had Bucks fizz had dry ice today brilliant yeah yeah, dry ice today not not, uh, yes anyway kathy what have you got for us so jealous.
7: Um, no, it's just. I mean, pop taught me as a teenager so much. I was a huge Take That Up fan, yeah. I still am.
1: Yeah.
7: Um, it taught me about friendship, because the friendships that I formed because of the band and the things that you learn, love and the and um, adoration and idolising and saving your money like you say to go to the R price to get the single tape that was coming out at 99p. Oh, did you buy, I believe, I the believe they season? were
2: called, Kathy, Cassingles.
3: K- singles
2: Yes. <laughs> K-Singles. <laughs> k- if there was ever a more dud music format, k- Sing- I, b- I bought a load of, because k- if you waited a couple, if you waited a month or two, the Cassingles k- singles were 49 yeah, p.
3: bargain bucket. Oh, yeah. they were so, it
2: did <laughs> our price bargain
7: basket. Here's
4: another thing you learn from the heartthrob thing, that delicious pain of longing for someone you're never yeah. going to get, right? Oh, uh, I made
7: a bet with my brother, and I could have only been 13, and I, in my teenage brain, worked out that because Robbie Williams was older than me, he would therefore die before me.
1: (laughs) Oh, yes! I
7: made a million-pound bet with him that I would marry Robbie Williams, because it could never come to... If it would happen, because it could, it took 13, it could happen, you never know if I met him, he might fall in love with me. Of course he would. He, would,
4: he would realise oh, you are special.
7: Um, <laughs> absolutely, and how much I adore him, so therefore he would adore me. But because he would die before me, the bet could never be fulfilled, because, it, and it could still happen today, could, oh. he could get divorced, they could marry him. So oh, I made brilliant. this ridiculous £1 million bet with my brother. <laughs> but the other thing it taught me about was, like, grief Can he, Hang on well. a
2: second, though, Cathy. Supposing you do marry Robbie Williams, can he afford? Can he afford to pay out?
7: Yeah, a million pounds. We got what is was it, eighty million? Money signed No, record. your brother. But
2: if you marry Robbie, though, your brother's got to pay out a million quid because it it could happen. Oh, no. You never know. I, I was a bit daft. The deal is, if I
7: what? don't marry him, I have to pay a million. Pounds. Are you absolute um, pudding? What I did mean. you do that for?
2: <laughs> So she could yes. take a swerve on this and throw the bet just, just to save a million quid.
7: Um, I, and I, the other thing is, I thought, if I met him and told him about this, he'd marry me just to kind of fulfil the bet. Or he
4: might just give you a million quid. <laughs> he might. That'd
7: be really nice.
4: <laughs> but I was going to say, he like, taught me
7: about grief, because when I that split up, I was yeah. like 14. I was devastated. My life, it's the first time I dealt with grief, in a way. Yeah. The loss of something that's so special recording on your videotape and you used to be able to put the tape over the tabs mm. and no one could record over it um taping on top of um on the top 40 um when they were number one and all of a sudden that disappears and you're kind of left with a hole
2: <sighs> we yeah. all laughed and i laughed when robbie left and when take that split up and this morning did a phone in for distraught teenage girls and i laughed because i thought it was funny um, and, and and i feel bad because it's not funny because it's not funny because the grief that you speak of and the grief that millions of girls around the world felt was their first experience with with uh, the grief that is similar to a, a relationship breaking up or someone dying it, is it was it
1: was
7: real it was real
2: wasn't it Cathy?
7: It, absolutely. I, I mean, I found out on the school bus and I remember everyone laughing at me because I was just sat on the school bus sobbing, the news was on saying they'd spit up. And everyone had already taken the kind of pee out of me anyway because being a take that fan as they did. Yeah. And then to be crying on the school bus. But I was just, that the hole that that left of everything you were kind of miss that kind of comes with it. Yeah. And going to their concert. Now, because I'm still a fan, people that took the piss out of me then, and
2: uh, i fans. They're there now, of course they are, because now, but take that come right out different. the other side, and they're a national oh, yeah. institution. Yeah. The national treasures.
4: Absolutely. My sister was obsessed with them on, too. She had the, a bedroom full of pa- posters. Or take that. Uh, yeah. And when they broke up, she was really upset. And and the best the best explanation was, she said it was it feels like I'm never going to see them again. Yeah. Because
3: they've been
7: such so a part of your life. Yeah. Or, TV programmes, in the magazines, on the radio, they're everywhere. They're 24-7 in your face. You can play that record whenever you want. You can have them there with you. Yeah,
4: and all your big plans are about the next time you're going to go see them. Oh,
7: going to see them. uh, That was the first concert I went to, was to play that concert, and it was just... But going to see them now, even if they're one, nearly 37, this is embarrassing to admit, when they come on, I burst into tears. Oh, yeah it's because it takes me straight back to being a teenager yeah. and all those happy memories and my bills don't exist, the crap I'm getting at work doesn't exist. None of that matters for that two and a half hours or whatever they're on stage. And it just brings back all those feelings and remembering what it was like to be a thirteen-year-old girl, infatuated. Mm. It's time
2: travel.
4: It's, it's it, escapism, it, it, and there's nothing wrong it, with that.
2: It's actual it, it, time travel. You I, mean, I, you, I bet you can. I bet you can even see and smell and feel what your bed felt like when you were 13, 14 years old when you're listening I, to those I mean, records.
1: I
7: can tell you what bed cover was yeah, on there. The of course you can. On the wall, on the ceiling. This, uh, uh, I was obsessed. Everything was covered in paper. like that. Yeah, exercise books from school but I'd have to take that stick to to smash it. <laughs> 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 everything it was kind of and it's the same and people like older people now oh, people of my generation our generation laugh at One Direction fans and how upset they were oh no it's the same All thing I, yeah,
2: yeah I've not I, the I learned thing. the lesson we're just talking I learned the lesson from the Take That split up, and when 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 One Direction split up and girls were upset, I empathised with them, because I got it. At last, I got it. There's
4: also a really dark side now with the One Direction. In particular, it's kind of manifested itself in the Twitter years. So now, if a girl is suddenly um, pinpointed as being, you know, the girlfriend of one of the One Direction guys, she gets a whole load of crap on Twitter. But it comes from that same passion, doesn't it, that made you feel like you'd lost someone that you knew.
7: Actually, but it's kind of taken it to the next level, because yeah. there's, I've heard about this thing that's called shipping, uh, where you worship, but they, you ship somebody, I don't really understand what it's all oh. about, but they ship two members of One Direction she's in a relationship. she's saying together. ship, she's saying ship. Okay, yes, I
2: was worried there for a second. <laughs> so it's it's they ship yes. two
7: members of One Direction are in a gay relationship. Right. And they make stories about this, and they go crazy at people. Oh, this
2: is, I've read, I've read um, gay fan fiction about the monkeys um, uh, mm. catching each other in the shower and stuff. It was wonderful. I love it. Yeah, but so it's kind of
7: splits the fandom um, sometimes because yeah. uh, with, with one direction yeah. because there's these people that are like, well, they shouldn't have their girlfriends because Harry and whoever else it is are in a relationship yeah. together. They're convinced and they won't have it that they're having babies and relationships. And But we didn't have that level of it. We didn't know about Take That to Private Life. We didn't know who they were dating, that they were... Being paparazzi with Selena Gomez or whoever it is, because that wasn't
2: around in the nineties. Well, the 90s. You, say, you say that, and we've only got a couple of minutes left. G- d- Sam, can you tell less. those gentlemen because we're going to go to Bucks We'll have to speak to them later on. Thank you, Cleo, Don, and Pablo. Sorry to keep you waiting for so long, but I really, I think it's important that we speak to women about this. You say that though, but I remember. I um, well, remember. I've read. Um, David Jones had to hide the fact he was married. He didn't oh. tell his fans he was married. John Lennon much. did, didn't he? John Lennon mm. had to hide the fact he was married. He was... John <laughs> Lennon was outed on, um, the Ed Sullivan show when their first appearance, when it flashes up, uh, a little caption flashed up. Paul McCartney, he's the cute one. George, he's the thinker. John, sorry girls, he's married. And it got out. And, um, and, and you, there's, there's footage of Paul McCartney, um, arriving at Abbey Road or somewhere with, with Linda. And there are all the, f- the apple scruffs the, the fans are shouting at, at Linda and slagging her off cause mm. you, so there was an element of that Kathy we have to move on thank you so much for that no thanks for the chat it was really great to reminisce good, good any time any time I appreciate it and no I, I um, sorry we had loads of people lined up and I'm sorry 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 I, you know we're going to play the Bucks of you when we come back so I, I want to um, do that um But, um, yeah, no, I, I did laugh at take that. And I, 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 uh, take that fans when, when take that split up and when Robbie left. And, um, I, so I didn't when one direction split because I get it. I get that it is like, it's like getting divorced. It's like your parents getting divorced. It's like your boyfriend dumping you. It's like someone dying. It's like one of those things or all of those
4: things to some people. Yeah. And that is, that's significant it's specifically targeted to 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 get you there and you know this whole thing like you said is nothing new the fact that the beatles were were supposed to be single they knew that that was part of the power that was a lot of the power
2: by the way i I mentioned masturbation absolutely true The beatles the the, the, the seats at beatles concert were wet from urine because girls were wetting themselves and they were also wet from other things because they were touching they honestly there was an it was a known thing they were masturbating they probably didn't know what they were doing but while they were watching the Beatles, and likewise with the Osmonds, and likewise with David Cassidy, and pro- I would imagine probably the same with Take That, and, and more than likely with One Direction as well. I enjoyed that. That was that was fun. We can carry on talking about that. When we come back, um, we'll have the um, chat I did with uh, Bucks Fizz today, and I, I think you're going to enjoy it, because um, they... They I mean, they've sold like 25 million records. I asked them how many they'd sold. They said, I like, well, don't know, 20, 25 million. Then one of them said, well, that they'd read it was 50 million. I said, oh, say 50 million then. That's better. Um, but I think you'll enjoy it. They're really, really lovely people and very, very funny. And they totally get their position in the world of pop. I'm Ian Lee. She's Catherine Boyle. This is The Late Night Alternative on Talk Radio. Talk radio. Oh, I'm enjoying this this evening. Thank you for those excellent calls. Again, apologies to the calls we didn't get to. I just thought it was important to get some new voices. And, and I, I'm, I'm really intrigued that we, we got so many women calling in. Thank you for that. Um, when we come back, we'll have Bucks Fizz. I'm Ian Lee. This is Talk Radio.
0: The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk, talk radio. radio. We have ways of making you talk.
2: of time a hell of a lot better than i was expecting it to uh, and that's not even my favorite um jason song my favorite um jason donovan song is i can't remember what it's called. as the lights all go down over london town but there's a chill in my heart even though we're apart because i know yes i know it's just a matter of time i'm, I'm missing yeah, your love until Until you come come back back to me. me i'm counting the hours until you return there's a flame in my heart until you come back to me oh how the fire will burn that's what a that's poetry there's a flame in my heart and until you come back to me oh how the fire will burn that is poetry that is poetry.
4: It's also what every young girl wants yeah, to hear. A beautiful blonde
2: surfing Australian, singing, looking in their eyes, as he did. If you went and saw him in concert, he was singing just to you. Looking in your eyes and singing, there's a flame in my heart. And uh, until you come back to me, oh, how the fire will burn. Wow. That's powerful stuff. And a lot of you won't won't be getting it because you're not meant to get it. It's not aimed at you. Um, We're celebrating pop this evening. We weren't going to. I've got loads of stuff that I was going to talk about. There's actually some good stuff in the papers. Um, But I just got involved in this wonderful um, discussion, debate on, uh, on Twitter about the merits or otherwise, of, of, of pop. And listen, I'm not saying that you have to like Stock Aitken and Waterman. I'm not saying that at all. You, you can dismiss it because it doesn't... Here we go. You can dismiss it because it doesn't appeal to you as a type of music. It, it's not to your taste. But you cannot dismiss, it's important, to the millions of people, predominantly young teenage and, and, and pre-teen girls, that bought it... And and grew up listening to it. And I say grew up. I don't just mean got older. I mean matured as a result of the lessons they learned... In those songs and in the communities that those songs forged. There we go. So you can dismiss the music out of taste. You cannot dismiss the importance it played in, in, in many, many people's lives. Um Don't phone in for a bit, because we've got about a half-hour lovely, lovely interview with... I tell you what will do. We'll do the first ad break. Then when we come back, we'll go straight into the interview. But let me set it up, um, because... um I think you'll enjoy this. Why did we try and get Bucks Fizz? It was, they were mentioned on the show, weren't they? Wasn't it one of those? I think so. Um, someone, um, someone, I don't remember why, but I remember I um, tweeted them saying, I can't remember how it started. One of, one of the listeners will know. But um, anyway, I watched that weird documentary about the argument over the name Bucks Fizz with David Van Day and Bobby G. Maybe that was it. Uh, but I tweeted uh, the fizz. Um, which is the 75% of Bucks Fizz. Um, and said, we'd love to get you on the show. And they said, oh, we've just done a new album. We'd love to come on the show. And then I'm going to be honest, there was a, there was a game of cat and mouse. There was a game of cat and mouse and toing and froing As there often is with, um, PR people. You speak to the artist, you know, via Twitter. And uh, then PR people, it, it gets a little bit complicated. But 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 we got there in the end, and uh, and I'm, I'm glad we waited actually because it worked out better. There was there was at one point they were going to come in one morning for twenty minutes, or we we're going to meet them somewhere for twenty minutes. And uh, uh, actually, this worked out a whole lot better. I went for a lovely little drive, and uh, I had. Um, my sat nav set wrong it took me two hours and then when i got halfway there i realized i'd set for no motorways because i had been using it for my bike um but it doesn't matter it's lovely drive through the countryside um and uh, yeah i'm glad we held off they're gonna start a tour uh their tour starts on friday i know for a fact they're playing in windsor on sunday because i'm going i've got a spare ticket i'm kind of tempted to give it away to a listener but then i don't want to hang out with a listener um if you want to... What we'll do, we'll have some adverts, then we'll come back. We'll go straight into the uh, the interview with Bucks Fizz. If you want to uh, follow them on Twitter... Now, I've got to get this right. It's quite a complicated name. It is The Fizz, C-M-J-B. So that's The Fizz, double Z, uh, C, Cheryl, M, Mike, J, J, and B for... Um, I keep going to call him Barry. Bobby.
4: Bobby. Why would it be Barry? I don't
2: know. I nearly called him Bobby three times in the interview. He is called
4: Bobby. You mean Barry?
2: <laughs> Maybe I called him Barry. Oh no! Oh no! Um if if you wanna follow them, if you wanna see the tour dates, uh com is the place to go and you're gonna hear a little bit of that. Now, the microphone I took it's not really set for recording like a full-on production, right? So you'll hear them do a few songs and the mix isn't great, but there's there's one bit where you'll hear them do some stuff a cappella. I walk in and they're doing some stuff a cappella bloody hell i mean no no also tune nothing to hide behind they would i walked in and they were singing and it was spot hang on they weren't just singing they were singing and doing dance moves that's the thing that gets me how do a how can you can you can sing in harmony so well and then move your body It really was incredible i think you're going to enjoy it. i think it'll be another one of those interviews where you go oh I wasn't expecting to to like that, but actually I got quite a bit from that. So what we'll do, we'll have a little break. When we come back, you'll get to hear the chat I had with, well, we call them the fizz. We all know it's Buck's fizz. I'm Ian Lee. This is The Late Night Alternative on Talk Radio.
0: The radio show where the owls are not what they seem. Do you or have you ever watched Twin Peaks? The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee. We could be dreaming and meeting each other in our dreams. On Talk Radio.
2: <clears throat> I am... Uh, well, I have been driving for ages to um, a top-secret location. I'm not allowed to say where I am. It took me a lot longer to get here than it should have done because I had my sat-nav... I've been using it on my scooter, where you're not allowed on motorways. So I've had my sat-nav set to no motorways. So what should have been um, an hour and a quarter has, has been... Oh, here we go. It's been an hour and a bit. I... Um, just got to reverse up this little roadie here because there are some vehicles coming the other way this is exciting this is exciting this is exciting and dangerous there we go there we go Uh, uh, and I'm not being I'm not driving illegally and recording myself don't think that for one second dear god no 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 this is a private road where I think laws don't apply Anyway, I am here to interview, well I'm going to call them Bucks Fizz, even though legally they are not allowed to use that name. There are three of the original members, the, the bands, when they split up and get back together again, it gets very, very messy. And there are three of the original members, uh, Mike Nolan, J.S.J. As- Aston, J Aston. And uh, Cheryl Baker as well I mean really, golly gosh 12 uh, year old me is um, Over the moon um, But they're not allowed to, And there's a new guy called Bobby Who also looks like Bobby G Even though he's not Bobby G Here we are, Unit 5 um, Where are we going to park? Um, but they're not allowed to use the name Buck's Fizz I reckon it'll be alright If I Park here That should do it Ah, so, let's go and have a a look, see if we can find them, shall we? Let us have a look. Unit 5. Is it a
8: house band or is it a
2: band I already know? uh, Hello, I'm Ian Lee, I'm here to meet Buck's Fizz today. Oh, is that. Can, can I come in? in Lee. Thank you.
1: Can you uh, uh, <laughs> mm? Just stop right
2: I don't want oh. it to disturb everything and smash it up. Ah, oh. oh, it says help. <laughs> Dude, can I get a hug as well? I don't even know you, but. I that, looks, that was a nice hug. Yeah, you won't hear
1: us oh my, come on, when skies are cold and gray, when if your heart is
8: so we're doing, at the moment, production rehearsals for the tour, which yeah, starts, yeah. so this is uh, Ricky, who's the, uh, the lighting guy for it, and so, uh, I've literally, and you just got yourself about ten minutes ago, so... Oh, well,
2: listen, yes, I'm in no rush, so, so I, can, I can sit back well, and hey, let hey, you guys
8: do what you need to do, to so, put the so, yeah. out. <laughs> yeah, so a little, a little space we've <laughs> and put the classes up so you can hang out, black cloths, and cover the floor, <laughs> and uh, so and at the end of the day, we put the vans back in. But, mate,
9: yeah. that's actual Bucks Fizzing. I know it is. It's incredible. It is. It's kind of the same thing. They've
1: got, unfortunately, a little noise at the moment,
8: so they listen to the tracks. Like, right.
1: okay.
8: But don't normally let people hear Machiavelli.
10: This is a <laughs>
1: Machiavelli. <amazing>. Incredible. <laughs>
8: Eric's one of the, the sound engineers on the um, there's another <laughs> one that gets took sort of two of them. Doing. Yeah. Yeah. Unfortunately the regular guy who was well on our man here unfortunately passed away a few weeks ago. Oh, so it's awesome. all so it's all just
0: been uh, well, Hopefully, just been thrown up in the air. Yeah. yeah. But we've got it all, put it back down.
2: When when good. does the tour start?
0: Dance this weekend, in I think, I mean. So we gonna
2: keep
11: it like that I say this.
2: They're good. I don't know why I sound surprised, but I'm a fan, you know, so <laughs> genuinely this is I think this is brilliant. Look at that. Uh, let me uh, let me just show. Okay, fine. Yeah. Hello? Hi. That was amazing. I'm Ian. I'm from Talk Radio. I've got oh, an interview hello. booked in with you. Same, it's nice, nice to see you all. Hello. Nice Hi. to Hi. meet Hi. you. Bobby. Hey, Bobby. That's how you now. doing, man? Cheers. Hey, Mike. Nice to meet you, man. And you too. You are right. That sounded incredible. <laughs> <laughs>
12: sound,
2: sound better with, it, with the,
12: the, the production on.
2: Now, let's let's get the introductions. Mr. Mike Nolan said, lovely to meet you.
13: And you too. I, I, I've seen you before, haven't I? I remember I sent you earlier about yeah. seeing you on the
2: TV. Yeah, yeah, you, was... you, have, you have an excellent memory. Oh, can, I, can I ask, right, Cheryl Baker, of course. Hello. I, I grew up on eggs and Baker.
14: Oh, me too.
2: <laughs> Jay Aston, very nice to meet you. And you, yes. Th- I none of you look any older, which is sickening. Is that, is that how it works with pop stars? It's a
14: miracle, yeah. Crying eyes or whatever it is. We've been de- uh, defrosted about five years ago. <laughs>
2: here comes the tea. Now, oh, tea?
14: Now, coffee.
8: who is coffee? Oh, coffee. Not me. What's That's Ricky, who this... does
14: our fantastic life.
2: Hello, oh, Ricky. I'm how are you nice doing, mate? I'm here. Nice to meet you. You're all right. Oh, yeah, um, not bad, not bad. Were you, I've got to ask, because you look quite young, were you around when they were having hits? You probably weren't even born,
13: I wasn't, were wasn't, no, unfortunately not. Yeah. No, I was, um... I was 92. I was born. Was so, it People were born in the 90s. You were
15: born when? But, but he has oh, been. 25. He has been fizzed. I
2: yeah. have
16: definitely been fizzed.
2: I'm not sure what. I'm not sure I know what that means. What no, is? Explain, explain what fizzed it means. It's rock and roll. Uh,
13: well, basically, on the first ever tour that I did with these guys, <laughs> um, or first
15: ever show, we had quite a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, and throughout the entire, I just came up with this term called being fizzed. It just means, uh, well, to me, it just means like you've just been almost like rock and rolled. Wow. <laughs> like, it, it was just, yeah, it was the
2: fun that we had um, with but that he phrase. Was,
15: he wasn't expecting it from people of a, of a certain wasn't,
14: age. Yeah. <laughs> no, I was. Well, I think, I think
2: we refer to you as heritage artists these days. I think that's the best. Now, and of course, new boy. And I say new boy, you were telling me you've been in the band for years, two or three years. Three years yeah. Bobby. Yes. Um...
12: <laughs> is it, is your hair actually that colour? Because it seems to be a theme it's, with, it's, is it? Yeah, it comes here off. Here we go. Listen, I've got, I've got to tell you a little secret. He oh, I had, want the dirt on all these guys. He had a things. crush on you oh. when he was a teenager. And he's, he's, he's Ian, he's, he walked in and he went, oh my God, it's James. Oh, thank, thanks oh, a lot, cr- mate. Oh, that's all right. You're, trying, you're embarrassing me about my hair, so I'm going to knock you with <laughs> that mouth. Are you married? Kind of, Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the Wife, listen. <laughs>
2: she doesn't know I work in radio. She thinks I've got a proper job. He's a terrible man. What is look. his
15: hair colour. Oh, look at that. Yeah. See, so
14: it's uh, he's two-toned. That is actually my hair colour, too. And that's my hair colour, too. Yeah, look, there's a bit there in the back, but you can I'm see
13: it. <laughs> 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 come on, Michael. Yeah. Michael, he's come on. My colour. I dye the eyebrows just to make it look like the hair's dyed.
14: <laughs> he's,
13: going, he's going for the Donald Trump look at the moment.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm, actually, I'm actually throwing it.
2: I don't want to scupper this tour before it even starts. I don't want you falling out over this. I would never fall out. I came in, right, and um, in this luxury, top-secret location, which we're not revealing where it is. It's a dustbin. It, no, I'm, I'm not passing comment. But it is, is a very glamorous shed that you it were in. Is, yes. I came in, and I could You You guys were My doing... My You guys were doing a routine, and I couldn't hear the music, so I was hearing you sing Acapulco. You, you guys... I mean, I don't know... I, honestly I used to love you in the 80s but you guys can really sing can't you
15: that's what we do yeah, I mean, we're, a, we're a vocal harmony band but I think because we did the Eurovision
2: yeah.
1: you know Eurovision. You, get,
15: you get this big fat label hung round your neck and they're put together and they're puppets and they can't sing but we do yeah. and we have a lot of fun as Ricky just told you <laughs> yeah.
12: unlike all the other artists who win Britain's Got Talent and X Factor the, the what was that boy band that Harry Styles was in one, one Direction. That's it. Yeah, they were put together. Won't well, ever happen.
2: All the, I, listen. The first, we yeah, I'm, I'm,
12: I'm the a huge fan of the Monkeys.
2: You know, the the, oh, the, the most know. manufactured group
7: of all time. Absolutely, the the apes yeah. Are better.
2: The we Apes are so that. much
13: better. No,
3: we. The Gorillas.
12: We actually base ourselves on it. If if, if we get a fly on the wall yeah. documentary, the stuff that we do is why isn't that happened Surely that is that not, time not
2: in the world. It's about time it happened. We've been talking about it.
13: Well you do need a good a lot
2: editor. Of footage
14: that you couldn't use. Yeah, a, lot <laughs> <laughs> this, this a lot of bleeps.
2: This is the thing I'd watch that you for
12: pissing around but if, if I'm honest that's what I'd like to see. Well, to no, no. For the after show party because um, as Ricky was saying he was offered two tours he was either do us or go with somebody much younger I'm not going to mention that person's name Can but
14: he was on. come on.
12: No no. No we no, won't mention no, his right. name. Um, but apparently um, Ricky started the tour with this other person who's 25, 28? Yeah. Around that age. Yeah. And after the, the, the gig they were coming back to the hotel and having tea and coffee then going to bed. Oh. oh. And then Ricky sat in on one of our shows for the first time and we left... We finished the gig, went back to the hotel. I think we demolished a couple of bottles of vodka. Went to
15: bed about four, four or five, or five. <laughs> in the morning. Yeah, I was,
13: needless to say, first, first show, that was, like, oh, uh, it was, like, uh, it was just standing up really.
6: <laughs> fire <laughs> extinguishers, <laughs>
2: television. I have, to say,
13: I have to say, Mike and Jay are, are saying that they didn't no, stay they, up
1: late.
6: they go to
13: bed. Go well, to I bed actually, do, I, well, I don't drink anyway, but if people have a drink, I'll sit up with them and they all get... Drunk and put our work You do. You do get drunk sometimes. You do. And you oh, wear makeup.
15: You?
13: There you go. <laughs> well, who's wear the makeup?
12: But you get the most drunk out of everyone. And Ian still has a crush on Jay. I've got I've got a crush on both. I've got a crush on all four of you. Yeah. Let's be honest. For, for, the, for those of you for those of you listening to the show in mono, um, Ian has actually keep walking backwards. Oh, from we're semi, we're standing in a semicircle and he's standing in front of us and he keeps taking a step back every time he gets right, closer to say, Jay. Jay, you played a significant part
2: in my growing up. That's all I'm. That's all I'm going to say. No, no, don't, don't. It's not. It's not worth it. Um... How long do you reckon Bobby's going to last in the band?
15: Oh, at least until the end of today.
2: Really? At least, yeah. I'm getting, I'm getting a very dark vibe off of him. I'm not convinced. Um, so tell me. He's
14: sobered up yet?
2: That's the no, problem. I can smell it. Yeah. yeah. Tell me a bit. Right. Let's talk business. Okay. Tell me about the tour. That starts. Is it this weekend? It
15: Starts on Friday. Oh so God. we're three days away. Oh. Today's the production day, um, and it goes through till toward the end of November. And we're going completely around the country. Yeah. Everywhere. Oh, actually, not to Ireland unfortunately
14: but we're doing Scotland and Wales No, we've got to go back to Ireland yeah we've got to go back there yeah it'd be nice to do just an Irish tour wouldn't it it'd be great we did did one back in the day and it went really really well I'm an Irish
13: member of the band you see right and I was born in Dublin and when we go over there that's where we won Eurovision it was in Dublin
14: was it in Dublin it
13: was in Dublin and I remember when Johnny Logan won it I said to some friends some said to me that could be you next year, and I said, so, "Nah, the band won't do you, uh, Eurovision." Wow. A year later, we we did it. What year was it? Eighty-two that you guys won. 81. Eighty-one. Yeah, and we just went, and we just, and the following year we did a tour over there. Yeah. We had a great time, didn't we? We did. It was really, really good.
2: Yeah. Let's let's get the, the the awkward bit out of the way, and then we can talk about the fun stuff again. Now you're called the Fizz, yeah. is that right? What is? Because yeah. yeah, I know, and I would, well, I, we've got. <laughs> I know. He's doing the rock and roll sign. <laughs> Let's get this out of the way because people want to know this. I, I don't understand, and I'm sure you don't, a group with three original members can't use the name. What, what, what? legal, what, what, legal, what? legal bollocks is it's it? A,
15: it's a trademark that was registered right. um, by, by someone who was in primary school when we won the Eurovision. Right. But she has the right to use the name Buck Spears. She can go out and call herself Buck Spears, and we can't. So.
2: that uh, 's incredible crazy, isn't it, it is crazy. I know this happens with a lot of bands that, that that are together, then they split up, and then different factions kind of start, and there 's arguments over the names and stuff. but you are the fizz. Yeah. Yeah, and to me you're the real you're the real Bucks Fizz you know the
15: thing is most people call us the Fizz anyway you know like they'd shorten the name so it was Mike Stock who we did the album with who said well let's call you the Fizz and we looked at the trademarks made sure it wasn't an infringement and it wasn't so that's why we're
2: the fizz. Well, I, listen, when I was growing up in the 80s, I was a weird kid, right? Because I loved We say the monkeys, I loved the monkeys, but I loved all of that Stock Aitken and Waterman stuff. I loved you it. You were weird. I, I was weird. <laughs> no, because all my friends were like into all the cool bands, whatever they were, and I was buying like Jason Donovan and Kylie Minogue. Seriously, <laughs> <mean? laughs>
15: oh, don't you? Know what? People,
13: people <laughs> never admit to liking uh, Bucks Fizz. No, they wouldn't. Today, they've all grown up, they've all got kids, and they would say, actually, I was I absolutely loves you when yeah. when you was performing. So we couldn't tell out. We couldn't tell people we liked you. Because they said, "Well, you know, it Fizz," but they have got all our records. I mean, La- the Land of Make Believe is one of the great pop songs yeah. of all time. That's
2: a, "It's, it's a like stunning it's pop record."
14: Copies, so, fortunately, someone out there did did like it enough to buy it. But, but,
2: and it, it's people easily can just associate you with you know with the Eurovision, but you were. A huge pop group. How many records did you sell all, all, all told? You know?
14: Oh gosh, we don't really know. It's around twenty, twenty, twenty-five million. Well, Not really. Sure. There's different. I mean, Mike,
15: Mike's stock at the moment is saying fifty million. But if you think about it. Land Let's and Make Believe sold three million, and Making Your Mind Up sold four million alone. Yeah. So absolutely. with the other, all the other singles and, and all yeah, the albums, it yeah, probably yeah. isn't with more like fifty albums, million. It's got to be. It's got to be well up there. Yeah.
2: yeah. So Tell us about the new album, because I, I genuinely, I think, I know it's Mike Stock, but I do think Stock Aitken and Waterman in the eighties, I think they were pop geniuses yeah. because yeah. they were kind of like a, a sort of a, a white British Motown, and they yeah, just they kept well, churning this yeah. stuff out. So
14: got a formula that seems to work. Yeah. They've just... And working with Mike has just been an amazing education, actually. It tell me, really about the, t- it,
2: tell me about the new album. What, what is it? What, the F to what? Z of Pop, is called. F to Z of Pop. Oh, I like that. That was Jay's idea. That's uh, good. That's
12: Do you like Christmas, that? Christmas. Uh, <laughs> but it's, it's with
2: the,
1: best.
12: the Roman numeral. Right. F two. Yes. So it looks like Fizz. Um,
2: and how did, how did it come about? Why did you decide... In 2017.
14: The uh, connection was made with Cheryl and Mike Stock through a tweet. So Cheryl should really explain that oh. one. It was,
15: it was because
14: I follow Mike on
15: Twitter and he follows me. Yeah. A Fizz fan called Andrew Hodgkins. He, he connected us in a tweet saying, how about you know Mike Stock doing a Fizz album? Wow. And Mike actually responded and said, love to. So I PM'd him saying, really? Yeah, and he yeah. went, yeah, let's yeah, do that, it. That and that's happen. how it happened. That's how queen. big...
12: Yeah. Bit record deals get done these yeah, days. Okay, yeah. can't
14: kept... tweet, it's amazing.
12: When he, when he sent that message, and we said, Oh, we're actually doing a show near you, yeah. and would you like to come? And yeah. him and his son, James, came, and we met them afterwards. And it was discussed. Well, let's get together let's do something. Yeah. And the first thing James said, he said, it'd be great to work with some singers.
13: Yeah, he did say it, He <laughs> said, you know, sing. there's people I've had in the studio, and they said, yes, well, we've had to work. He didn't name them. No, he, didn't, him, did did he say, didn't say who they were. <laughs> yeah. We told us who a couple of them were, so we can't say it, no. but it wasn't us.
12: But. You should be so lucky if you found out who it was. Oh, yeah. no, no. No, no, no she, she, not true. No, 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 not true. She no, she was good. She was incredible. She was really good. And um,
13: and he took us in uh, to the studio and just working with him yeah. was just it was like old times really. How he put us all down. It was brilliant. Yeah, it was, it was just good. And then he and then we leave and we turn up. He said, "This is it." And he plays it. I'm thinking, "Oh my god!" Don't sound like this. He's a magician. Like he is. Yeah. He is a magician. It was yeah, just he is. perfect. Radio, a musical so. wizard.
2: Um, what was the song you were singing when I came in? You got the lovely little dance routine with the umbrellas there, a little bit of um, Dan- singing in the rain.
12: It's, it's dancing in the rain. In that's the, the rain. Na- that's, that's the name of the single. It's called Dancing in the Rain, and and we do we do do a sort of nod to the old Gene Kelly yeah. tribute there with the umbrellas. Now, yeah. uh,
2: when you guys were off sorting out the best earpieces, I know that Bobby's got the worst earpiece there, <laughs> and it's, uh, we we noticed he was. Well, you were you a fan of Bucks Fizz before you joined?
12: You t- telling me that when they asked you to join. You kind of went and watched all the old videos of the routines. Yes. Went well, they, they, phoned, they got in contact with me a couple of times to join the band. And in fact, the last time was 2007. And Cheryl phoned me up and said, look, we're getting together again. We're going to go out and tour Jay's with us. And would you like to join us? And I said, unfortunately, your is appalling. I'm actually moving to Italy next weekend. Wow. So that was out the window. Then Mike phoned me in 2014 and said, we're thinking about doing it. So I came over, had a chat, had a little sing-through and then the tour was mentioned so i said yeah okay well let's do it but i had to learn the dance routines so i had to look up making your mind up i had to look camera never lies land of make-believe piece of the action which was initially when i started learning piece of the action with the the arm movements i was i was like an octopus on heat (laughs) i was all over the place but i was going through the videos. so when i came to for the rehearsals with the guys and we said okay we're going to do camera and i went oh hang on a second that's not right Dark, again, We've been doing this for 35 years. We know this routine inside out. I said, actually, you've got it wrong. Look. And I made them all sit down and watch the video. And they're all going, oh, yeah. Uh, I forgot we did that. <laughs> you fizzed the fizz. I, f- I put the fizz back in the fizz, Didn't yeah. Adjust.
14: And he's been telling us how to do it ever since. I have.
2: We just ignore him, though. I'd <laughs> like the, the body language here. There's the three of you there. And there's you stood there on your own. Billy no, mate, sure. I,
14: well, I don't
2: want to say anything.
15: Um. This is personal hygiene. It's a bit of an issue. Actually, there's,
12: there's, there's an, and there's an actual photograph of us where all our heads are together. Yeah. Um, but in this photograph, it's a black and white photograph, and I'm wearing a black jacket yeah. and a black polo neck. Uh-oh. And
15: there's a black... Background. Black background, a floating head. Exactly
12: yeah. that is exactly. that. There's, there's a floating. There, my head is floating. There's no body to it. And Cheryl keeps saying to everyone, "Just in case, he leaves, we can take that head out and put the other <laughs> head in of the new person." So I'm, I'm reminded of that every day, <laughs> looking for some other gentlemen with blonde highlights that they
2: can just plonk yeah, in. I wonder, okay, guys will come in. They'll be highlighted <laughs> up. Don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> um, it must have been i mean people people take the piss out of out of eurovision now more i mean they did a bit in the 80s as well but more so now i think more it's become more of a joke but in the 80s the eurovision song contest it was it was massive and it was the 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 songs that won it whether they were british or 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 english or or european they became huge hits didn't they i mean it's a real starting board for a lot of careers
15: yeah they did i mean i i'm before we won the Eurovision, I would buy Eurovision yeah. winning songs. So, you know, and ABBA, of course, of course yeah, uh, yeah. sang in English, mind you. Yeah. I, think, I think it all changed when they said every country has got to sing in their own language. Yeah. And now it's gone back to Absolutely. singing English. But yeah, it's changed. It's bigger. It's too big.
13: Um, but it's still Is a fantastic
14: it show. Goes on. It's a great show. It's I don't still understand
13: a why Australia business. are in it.
14: Well, great Be- European they're
1: in
13: no Europe
2: European.
1: for goodness sake why is
2: it someone explained it to me that it's not Europe but Eurovision is something different but I don't uh, I, it's all very complicated it goes on for like two or three nights now doesn't yeah, it yeah, the thing it is <laughs> <laughs>
1: it's too long someone said <laughs> bring in the
13: world contest that would go on for months
1: yeah.
13: it really would That's it, it in section I thought I couldn't cope with that The Yamaha, the Eurovision, everything, all in one.
14: Yeah, they might do it. There'd have to be a lot of heaps, and I don't suppose we'd end up... We'd only see probably the last couple of heaps. The good thing about it is we won't be doing it. (laughs) (laughs)
2: <laughs> oh, it's definitely not. We're never going to win that again, are we? I mean, everyone hates us at the moment. No. Yeah. And also, I'll be honest, some of those I was saying that, that Stock Aiken and Watermelon Geniuses, the song that Pete Waterman did a few years ago was a stinker, that I thought.
15: Paul, that, that must have been in the yeah. back catalogue from the early
13: 80s. Was that the,
2: the early thought, eighties. I just I just sung it. it? Oh, it was dreadful.
14: It blew the dust off. And, it, it, yeah, it was real. must have been recorded in 1983.
2: Yeah. That wasn't a good one to do. But then, of course, you, you then became huge. You became actual bona fide. You weren't one-hit wonders. You had a series
13: of hits mike it must have been it must have been fun being a pop star in the 80s we just had nothing but fun yeah, all but the time we were just i mean the, the lineup of the band was it's really strange because Cheryl and I were very very close we were okay with jay and bobby as well but jay chase was was a bit of a loner right. and bobby just sit there drinking tea all the time and just talking to the band we'd be sudden around all the time wouldn't we yeah, having so much fun. fun and we were always always in trouble but he just enjoyed it. It wasn't like a job. Yeah. It was, it was just fun. Yeah.
15: It was wonderful. We had no idea about the business side <laughs> of things. We, me and him did anyway. And we would go, we'd be picked up for, in limousines. And I lived in a council flat, you know. And the limousines would come and pick me up from my council flat. it was brilliant I had gold discs on the wall wow. and, and then we'd go to the airport and we'd fly first class to Australia we didn't realise at the time that they would actually recoup all that
14: money <laughs> yeah, out of, our, out of what was due to us it?
2: This, is the, this is the great thing that every band finds out they're paying for everything Absolutely, Yeah, our
14: yeah. deal was um, like one of those dreadful ones from the 70s and they just yeah. blew the dust off that one and moved it into 1981 so yeah, that was it wasn't it. we didn't make a lot of money out of it But we did have a good we time we did have fun, didn't we? Had we a we had a great time
13: We had yeah. to go and see the guy Equity about it yeah. We were given the contract And they said, ah, it's just, what are we are going to do about it? So he said, we've got to go to Equity We had no money, and Equity would read it And he went through and said, mm, well, it's not a great deal Do you think you're going to win it? And I said, yeah, we're definitely going to win it The other said, well, we don't know, we haven't heard the songs yet He said, no, we'll win with this song He said, ah, come on, just sign it And I said, we did, didn't we? We yeah. just signed it. Yeah. Well, we and then we
2: won. Emails, they've got other people.
14: Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. What, exactly. We, what we didn't know is he was fired a month later for misconduct because right. he wasn't a proper lawyer. And oh, we'd actually signed a twenty year contract.
13: Yeah. When we when we signed it, when, when she when she handed it to us, she said there's your contract. You can take the solicitors, do what you want with it. But if you don't agree <laughs> to it, nothing's going to change in it. And if you don't
12: like it, just go home and find someone else to take yeah. the place. It was
14: like three inches deep as well, that oh, contract. We I can even so. remember
12: back in the day, that was, um, Song for Europe was like the X Factor of today. So you wake up on the 20, 23rd mm-hmm. of March, go to the rehearsal for Song for Europe, and if you win, which we all did... <laughs> Then the next day, you're, in, you're on Radio One. You're in all the front pages of the paper. Euros entry yeah, and all that. shit. Yeah. Yeah. it was, it, it was yeah. a big show back then.
2: Uh, and you've also got. Um, uh, the, you, there are a few bands that have got an iconic dance move, and I think of Adamant. You mentioned Adamant with the, the, you know, the, uh, the arms. The, 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 the ripping off the skirts is just one of those wonderful I mean it seems so simple and naive now doesn't it with everything everyone, everything's on display now Um, but but at the time it was like wow this is the sexiest coolest thing
12: we've ever seen even today we last year Cheryl had to do a presentation at school and it was there a bunch of kids from the age of 7 up to 13 and it was probably about 100 kids in the hall and the teacher said oh let me just show you what Cheryl Baker does and she put the video on she put the video on, on on the screen Oh, all right, Tom? There we go. <laughs> There's a dolphin in the bay just saying, hello. Um, so she put the video on the screen, and so the kids were watching it. Yeah. And we're thinking, oh, well, you know, here we go. But when it came to ripping the skirt off, all the kids, and as you say, everything's out there now. Yeah. All the kids went, oh! And they put their hands to their mouth. <laughs> and, it, nice. you know, even 30 years yeah. later, they're still going,
2: oh, my. Who came up with that? Was that did, You must have had it. Was that you? No, right. no, no, no. I got it in my head. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> idiot.
15: It <laughs> came, came about by chance because we were having a meeting. We had so many meetings. Oh, oh. don't talk about meetings. Anyway, we had don't this meeting and everybody was there, the record label, the production, you know, the choreographer, all of us, management, yeah. and they were all saying, what should we wear, what should we wear. Jay wanted to wear a short skirt. I wanted to wear a long skirt because oh. I've got footballer's thighs. <laughs> and, uh... <laughs> and
12: he wants them back by birth. <laughs>
15: And so we were two in well, and I frying what we're gonna what we're gonna wear and the chor- and I said, Oh for goodness sake, let's have both really just throwing it away. Yeah. And the choreographer said, That's it, on the line like if you wanna yeah, if you wanna see some more the top skirt comes off. And thank goodness for it. We would not have won the Eurovision yeah. without the rip-off skirts. is funny?
2: Everyone needs a gimmick. and yeah. I mean, it, it, what a charming gimmick. And it Velcro. It's good. It's good. What a rip-off. It's what a ripoff Velcro. <laughs>
14: um,
2: right, listen. So the tour, what, what kind of venues are you playing? Where, where Do, you, do you, you know? Up and down the country. Okay.
14: Scotland, uh, Wales, all, all over. And Where's if the anyone's best... interested, they can look on the fizz.com. The fizz.com. Yeah, that you will come have come all see our see dates. Us?
13: You should come to the um, Seven Oaks. Is, is that near for you in England? Um, I don't know where Sevenoaks. Oh, no. I, li- I, li- I live in I live in
2: Windsor. Oh,
12: we're, oh, we're in, in Windsor. Windsor. Are you in
2: Windsor? The, the, the <laughs> theatre?
12: Sunday. Next Sunday.
2: Sunday. I'm am co- there. I'm coming then. Come. Oh, I'm
12: you coming. You have to buy your own tickets, though. I'll <laughs> sort you Thank out.
2: Thank you, Cheryl. You, exactly. I was never I was never sure about Mike, but now <laughs> that has been proved. Um, all right, and so the, give us give us the name of the album again. The F to Z of Pop. The F to Z of Pop. It is, isn't it?
12: And for tour information, you can go to thefizz.com.
2: And it's all all new songs on the album? All new stuff?
15: Uh, No, no, no. There's three old Fizz songs, which is Camera, um, Land and Make Believe, and Piece of the Action. But they've done, you know, uh, with today's technology... (laughs) And uh, and everything else is new. Brilliant. So all the tr- so, uh, Mike and Bobby and Jay have written some. My daughter wrote one.
12: So did she really?
2: Yeah. Oh, that's good. is Yeah. It? Yeah. Which one, which one did your daughter write? We'll
8: play Amen. that one. Amen. Amen. Oh,
12: we're going to play that one.
8: That's <gasps> one I love play. you.
12: Yeah. No, no. Play. No turning back. No, no, no. Mike no, no. and I wrote that. I'm going to play or the one that her daughter wrote. <laughs> no, we can play Jay's one. <laughs> I'll play them all at
2: because some no point. What you play, that helps sell it. No, Just we, get, we will. We will get get it. Get. It. Listen, I love you lot so much. I think you're brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. And Thank I wish you the best of. It's so nice to see you here, even with this fella. When
13: <laughs> is this going out?
2: This will go out um, probably one night this week. I don't know where we are. What date? It'll be out
13: before Sunday. It'll be out before Sunday. But you can see you're coming to the show on Sunday here then. There we
2: go. Can, you see? Can, I, can I watch you rehearse a song? Yeah. Would that be alright? Yeah, of course you can. Thank you, thank you, thank you.
1: you're going to see. Uh, we'll see. In your eyes, little one. Where do you go to dream? To a place we all know The land of
0: delightful <sighs> Kick off your slippers. Don't go to bed. The party is just starting. You can sleep when you're dead. The late night alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio.
2: That was fun, wasn't it? We're live again. Always feel I have to. Oh, hang on a second. It's my computer. Always feel I should tap the microphone and say it's 11:47 on Monday evening, so you know we're live. Just to say, when that interview is on, because I can't bear to listen to the sound of my own voice so me and Kath go out and we sort of watch telly and we spoke to Andy Goldstein and we were having a chat when we came in I looked at the Periscope feed for that was running the whole time um, and there were like 240 people watching an empty room then when we came back it dropped down to about 60 what the hell was that all about oh they were great I hope you enjoyed that we'll put that out as a podcast as well tomorrow Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand is the telephone number if you want to give us a call um, we like letters. We like letters. This is a long letter. Shall I read? I've not read this yet. You've re- Have you read all of this? Yeah, I've not really fully understood it. If you want to write to us... Uh, Ian Lee or Catherine Boyle, Talk Radio, 18 Hatfields, SE1, 8DJ. <clears throat> Good evening, Ian and Kath- Catherine. I thought I'd write, because I know you're both busy making a radio show. More relevant is that I've never owned a computer or had private access to an internet... Oh. Private access. He has to be supervised. So, well, he goes to libraries or... um, It's a a man, is it? Yes. Um, I've been enjoying your output individually and collectively since the other place. You don't dumb down, do you? Not ever. You don't include deliberate errors for the purpose of increasing listener feedback. You don't mock science, DIY, mechanics or engineering and yet have a perfect post-war understanding of Burmese opposition politics. Guys, anyone? That's
4: kind of where I got lost.
2: You're both polymaths without ersatz media shame. All three of of us know who was the greatest British radio host and disc jockey of all time. Um, Do we now? The pair of you only rank joint second in the pantheon of wireless. First, if we're counting those still standing. So who's dead, then, that, that was better than us? What? John Peel? Wogan. Wogan, Wogan, Wogan. I totally concur with your observations of Maggie Philbin, Bonnie Langford and Katie Puckrick. Can I add Lisa Tarbuck, Sue Kalman and Eileen Stargazy-Pocock to the list? OK, Kath, you too. OK.
4: Can't remember what those observations were originally, but thank you. I think we know. Oh.
2: I take it you don't care for radio producers tefillin the mediocre sainsbury's pork chef poster boy disappointing spawn of leverstock's greens mug making memory if anybody has any ideas what this letter is about 03444991000 you see i'm a revisionist historian and i'm very good at it too i have a thousand and one topics which might put a rocket up your show's ass it shouldn't be necessary your interviews and jaunts are absolutely first rate insightful enthusiastic never blase i don't have a television i haven't had such in 20 years and when i did i was working 13 hour shifts for a minimum six days every week no holiday no christmas if i said i've if i said i discovered time travel back in 86 you'd think i was crazy yes who'd have thought that the 7h2 woodpecker was just over the road Enough already. Let us start close to home. This is, I mean...
4: That was just the preamble.
2: Wow. Kath's a Salford girl. Given there's 14,000 named locations in the United Kingdom, do we know why the BBC should have lock, stock and two smoking microphones to that very precise conurbation? I do. I don't have a motor car, but no doubt you've both driven the length and breadth of Great Britain. Mile after mile after mile of housing, huge sprawling estates, high-rise, new builds, medium-rise, villages, market towns, seaside towns, castles, caravans and boats. There's wagon drivers in their cabs, there's firemen playing pool, there's key clockers having a sit-down between, between patrols, literally millions of these. F me, I haven't even included the global audience on their internets. Now we, we Now we know... You have the best show on radio, on national radio. I say again, on national radio. It seems a little puzzling that your switchboard has fewer... Ah, here we go. It seems a little puzzling that your switchboard has fewer callers than Possum Creek FM broadcasting on 30 watts on a pole above Ronnie's tyres. Revisionism explains why this shouldn't be, yet it is so. Call me if you like, but I'd rather you emailed initially, so I may give considered evidence and replies. Best regards, Ian.
4: He said email, but he says he doesn't have a computer.
2: Aha! Well, you can do it on your phone. I was one of those listening to talk radios in the 90s in Carmation when Tommy, one for Sorrow Boyd, started reporting the news before the news ever happened. Babcock and Andre are your two celebrity um, He's. Le- I'm going to phone him up. Yeah, because I, I... I'm going to phone him up, because that's... Um...
4: Maybe this letter is written for a cleverer person. But I don't get it.
2: Um, mm, 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 Oh, Ian and Milton Keynes, the name comes up. So he's wrong as before. So so, so who is he? I'm
1: confused.
2: I'm confused. It's a weird letter, isn't it? Not for all the tea in China, all the corn in Carolina... you have gone out. Good evening. Good evening, Ian. It's Ian Lee. You're on the radio. How are you doing? Oh, hello. Um, I'm doing fine, thank you, Ian. Um, we just read your um, delightful letter. Thank- First of all, thank you for taking the time to write to us, because so few people do these days. No one writes to anyone anymore. Um, I was. Can I ask you a question? Certainly. What the hell are you banging on about in it, man? I couldn't make head and a tail of it.
9: Ah, uh, I was basically just so puzzled why you were having so few listeners, considering it's a yes. national station, yes. considering how well-known you are, considering how good Kath and yourself are, yes. the mathematically, statistically, yeah. it just seemed totally inconceivable that you're Switchboard should be empty at times. Well, you've
2: mentioned, you've mentioned two different things. And in yeah. the letter, you mentioned the switchboard, but you don't mention the number of listeners, and they are two separate statistics.
9: Oh, sorry. Yeah, I meant callers. callers. I didn't mean callers. Yeah.
2: Um, I meant. Well, how many callers do you think we should get?
9: C- well, considering you're a national station and you're I, I would assume your switchboard should never be empty. Put a number on it. I would say if you had eight lines, you should have eight lines ringing all night long. Why?
2: Uh, I'm not having a go. Way. I'm just genuinely curious. What? Why? Because y- 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 that's not how radio I works.
9: Okay, I'm I'm not on the internet. I don't have the internet at home. You, you've sent us your email now, address. Yeah. Yeah, I've got. I use the internet in the library when okay. I'm in town. Yeah. Okay. Um, so I don't don't have access to it at home. But when you consider that people can be listening to your show yes. all over the world, all over Europe,
1: yeah,
9: at work if they've got lonely jobs, if they're like myself, I sometimes work nights. Um, nothing, nothing better than listening to the radio yeah. when there's lorry drivers in their cabs, when there's people on boats and in caravans and on holiday and stuck in places. Um, shift workers. But no one has. And, and no, we've all got. All over Europe and all over the world. Yeah. And I'm thinking, why? Why is the switchboard empty? Well, the, sw- well, the, me, sw- that's a... the, the switchboard isn't
2: empty. That's your, first, that's your first error, is the switchboard isn't empty. Sometimes we don't get. We, we don't have any calls for, for, a, for a short period, but there's a call waiting now. So it isn't empty. And what would be the point of having 10 full lines? Why, why would. What, I
9: don't understand. That That wouldn't work. Uh, if I mean, if you consider, say, the last place you worked at, I, I won't name it, but if you ever try and get... I mean, that's only a very, very limited geographical area.
1: Yeah.
9: Um, if you ever try and get through to there, um, it's a, almost an impossibility getting getting onto that radio station. Why, why?
2: Is it because it's engaged or because they don't answer? Uh... Both. No, it won't because they're engaged. Uh, <laughs> if if they don't, 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 don't answer, if they don't answer when you ring through, that's because they've put a warning by your name. They've put a symbol by your name. That's what that will
9: be. Or they're talking to someone else. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, they 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 do answer. But another thing, um, which kind of? Oh, sorry, I'm losing my thread here. Sorry, carry on. Uh,
4: hang on. Do they do they not answer all? Because you said they don't. It's almost impossible f- to get them to answer. And then you said they answer. Uh,
9: yeah. It's um. It, I, I, another thing I, I really think that the people should notice about your show yes. is that you don't you don't encourage callers by talking about by, by putting errors, factual errors, into yes. your show, uh-huh. which which I think people really respect when they yes. hear your show. They they um they don't want to call in to correct the mistakes you're making. And I think because
2: well, I don't it, make it? mistakes, I'm I'm a very precise. It,
9: you are, exactly. Broadcaster. And that's another reason why, why I'm so surprised, because people put up with this, particularly on local radio. Yes, oh God, it's a lazy, tr- lazy trick. And you, you, you know, they're putting in these errors okay. in their show to encourage people to call I in. I would never do this. Listen, Listen, Ian, don't,
2: don't you, worry. You we, you we're do getting... That. No, of course not. I'm better than that. Listen, we are getting exactly the number of callers that I want to get, so you don't you worry about that, Ian. We're all good here. I, th- I appreciate your concern, but we're all good. Mm, it just seems mathematically odd. Don't... It's mathematically, statistically odd. No, OK. Well, Ian, I've got to go. Stay there. Listen, we'll come to you after this. Talk Radio. 0344-499-1000. We'll carry on chatting to Ian in a second. I am Ian Lee. This is the late-night alternative. You won't hear anything like this. You're listening to Talk Radio.
3: Across the UK, online
6: and on DAB. He has made a covenant with the night, and with the darkness he is in
0: agreement... Uncut after-hours conversation for the up-all-night generation. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We'll get you talking.
2: Um, We're taking the time to respond. We had a lovely letter from Ian, which left... I'll be honest, it left me scratching my head a little bit. It it, it seemed to be lots of riddles and things. If you want to write to us, always happy to receive good old-fashioned letters. Um, Send it to either me or Kath, Talk Radio, 18 Hatfields, London, se one 8DJ, and we get all our own posts, unless it's Anthrax, in which case we hand that over to uh, Andy Goldstein. Um, Ian was the gentleman. Um, so, Ian, you, you were, so how, because how, I'm happy with the number of callers, and it's gr- the number of callers is growing, and if you've been listening over the last five, six weeks, the number of voices is growing. We're getting new people, I mean, the first three or four calls this evening were all new people. The thing is, about doing an, a late night show as opposed to doing a breakfast show is, we have got the time... To talk to people, so there's no point. We've we got, got ten lines that can call in, so there's no point in having ten calls racked up. Because um, if the people are interesting, I can I can I can sit with a caller for an hour if they're interesting.
9: Absolutely, absolutely. It's um, I, I was I was just very surprised. I, I I'm, I'm, I've spoken to um, James Whale well and Ash a couple of times on a few little points and. um I was just amazed how easy it is just to get through. Well, and hang on, hang on. That's a different thing.
2: Old- that's a different show. That's a different show. Yeah. So, so you can't that's compare. That's we true. we get more calls than they do. and um, yes. And you were about to say, back in the old days, it was hard to get through, weren't you?
9: Well, I can, I can, I can go back all the way back to Capital Radio back in the 1970s or even talk radio from the late 1990s. I yes. was a huge fan in the 1990s yes. when Tommy Boyd and James Whale were, um, yes. were were on the air and I was trying to get people into listening to it when they were on uh, FM. Yes, ah. Um, ah. But of course I, I never had one of these wonderful telephones with sort of almost free calls and they call you back yes. and well, you call me back. Yes. And this is just... So
2: easy to yeah. To get your well, you, you, well, you you here's the thing. You, you, you've partly answered the question in that sentence you just said.
9: Yeah, but uh, a lot of your, the content of your program is
2: no, 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 so no, popular. no. Go, just like no, price focus price on price this, Ian. Focus on this. The, okay. the, the the reason why perhaps we have less callers than they have in the '90s, and I say perhaps that's a caveat, which I'll remind me. I'll come back to. But you, you kind of partly answered the question. In that last sentence, you said, "Yeah." What? 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 what if, 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 no, I, if I, if no, I one, no. one tiny criticism? No, 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 no. We'll I, get to the criticism. Yeah. A I want you to focus.
9: Yeah. What was the answer? You caught me out again, Ian. I'm not trying
2: to. You. you you've no. asked why. Why we seemingly have less calls than in the nineties, and yet you yeah. have. You have just said part of the answer it's a very complicated answer but you you've just said one small part of the answer
9: because people are communicating
2: via the internet partly partly but that wasn't what you said should i tell you yes please how did you used to listen to talk radio
9: on fm or on fm back in the day yep yes and and at work no, no, no. You've, you you've I, just said. I mean, of course, of course, because there wasn't such thing as if people were listening at work, no. you couldn't use the work phone. No 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 no.
2: no, 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 no. It was on. It was Ian. It. It's not as complicated as you make it it, it. it used to be on FM. I don't know if it was on FM. I thought it was on shortwave, but uh, medium wave. But Anyway, it it was on. You're right,
9: tr- you're right Ian. You're right. Absolutely right. I generally am. Um,
2: but it was it was on me- uh, medium wave, so it could be heard across the country by everybody because everybody's radio has medium wave. We're on DAB now. Now, DAB is a much smaller platform. It has a smaller reach, and it has a smaller listenership, and less people are aware of it. Some people have got DAB radios, and they don't even know that they are DAB radios. So it's going to have a
9: much smaller audience. But but I think more more important than that is the fact that people have these pocket telephones now that they can ring up from with free... That's calls irrelevant. That's, that's
2: absolutely... Ir- that, I, I don't know why you keep mentioning that, because that's got yeah. nothing to do with it. it, it it's going to have a smaller audience if it's broadcast in a format that a smaller yeah. number of people can access.
9: I totally agree. Yeah. DAB is still very much aimed at the, at the radio nuts the radio geeks
2: yeah but and some people say it's a failure some people say dab died five years ago i don't know i don't know it's, but, but you, th- that's the thing so it's instantly going to have I do, less i
9: do ask a question though why they kept why the bit rate is so low that you oh can't, no don't you don't you, you don't, you, you you, don't you, have you, to question
2: you that you don't have you, you to question can't that a no that's a dull on,
9: on the dab
2: that's a dull that's a dull question you don't have to ask that that's a dull question but it's, a, it's a good question. No, it's though. not. It's not. It's, it's a it's very, by, very it's boring... By, it's a very, it's very it's boring having question.
9: Having I can see why right. you don't
2: get on BBC Three Counties Radio with calls like that. <laughs> it's a dull question. And it doesn't affect us because we're a speech station. Exactly.
9: It do not affect you. But it, it would get more people onto no, the No, it wouldn't. No, it wouldn't. Ian, Ian. On the t- you're a music lover like Ian, me. Ian, you love
2: music. Ian, it, it, yeah. it, it wouldn't, mate. We're a speech station. We're not a music station. So having a, an, and I'm going to indulge this for a little bit, yes. but trust me, this bit's dull. Having a higher bit rate would have very little impact on the quality of a speech radio station.
9: But people would turn on to the No, they wouldn't. To listen to Radio dude. Four and Radio Two. Dude, they wouldn't. Radio then Four then is
16: a speech you,
2: station.
9: I know, okay, bad example to use, but people would would turn on. Would, they, they they
2: wouldn't. No one they, gives us stuff.
9: DAB, no one gives us stuff
2: like, about bit rates. Only only like the. I, I'm a radio geek, and yeah. I couldn't give us stuff about bit rates.
9: But we can all hear it Ian. When we no, we can't, dude. I can, and I've only got a very cheap piece of No, equipment. because you are one of
2: these it's anal it. people that thinks the bitrate is important. We're going off on a tangent. The bitrate... No, 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 Ian. no Ian, Ian, Ian. Ian, Ian, no, they won't, because they have to buy new radios. That's the thing. People have got radios that have been sat in their kitchen for 5, 10, 15, 30 years that work. They don't want to go and spend 50, 60 quid on a DAB radio. People don't want to pay, and now new cars are ...having DAB radios in, but that's only just starting to happen. The bitrate yeah. is is a, is a complete MacGuffin, particularly when you're talking about speech radio. The bitrate has almost no impact on it whatsoever.
9: I, I totally agree. I totally agree. What you say is completely correct. But if you want people to flick that switch, when they've got their new equipment at Christmas or on their birthday... ...when they've got that new radio, if you want them to flick that switch... The problem, the problem is, is when they want to listen to a bit of music, whatever station they pick, not talk radio, is that they find it's it's just crackery and what st- not- Second, Mate,
2: you you it, talk you know, about I, how you used to listen to this station on medium wave. Medium wave. You're banging on right. a... You're talking about a h- bit rates on DAB when you used to listen on medium wave. So we yeah, have completely... You, you have completely argued against yourself. The bit rate thing is irrelevant, man. And trust it's me, as it? someone who... No, it is for 99% of the people. It's only sad cases to whom it's not irrelevant for. And trust me, I know radio and and I know that the last three minutes talking about bit rates is dull. Yeah, OK, I'll agree with that. Thank you. Yes. But I still can't make any... I mean, honestly, man, if you want to write a letter saying, I don't understand why you've not got that many callers, then mm. then why don't you write a letter saying, I don't understand why you've not got that many callers? Because, I, I, honestly, I've, I've read this. I can't make head and the tail of it, man. I, honestly, I appreciate you writing it, but I can't make any sense of it.
9: I was just praising how much I've enjoyed you and Kath, especially Kath, especially at the other place. I always said to people that you should watch out for this Kath boy. She is good.
1: When
9: when she used, yes, I did. When she used to do the 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 inserts and the pre records for for the old station, um, I mean, she was still is um, just you you do these funny little inserts and bits and pieces to go a little further yeah she's brilliant.
2: Show. she's brilliant she's exactly. brilliant that's why
9: i poached and, her and brought her here exactly and when and when i heard um the pair of you were um were on talk radio i thought it is, is gonna be amazing oh, and, and it is ama- and it is
2: amazing but d- honestly dude i appreciate i genuinely i appreciate the letter and i appreciate you having a little bit of um a discussion with me allow me to pick your but, brains I, but don't I, worry I, about the not don't worry about the number of calls we that we we've got just the yeah. right number of calls that we need for the moment
9: It is, it's also, just one tiny little point, a lot of your show is like, there's a lot of mention of things like Periscope and the internet and Twitter and all these things. There's also a lot of talk about bit rates, apparently. My my apologies, Ariane. But a lot of people who are listening to the radio this time of night are listening because they don't have access to the internet.
2: Utter, utter bollocks. That is is the biggest load of crap you've spoken in the last 20 minutes, with respect. That is rubbish because you may not have access to the internet but everybody else listening to this show has um got a laptop or they've got a tablet or they've got an ipad or they've got a kindle fire or they've got a phone that allows them to go on the internet so you are you are wrong 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 and we don't bang on about it all the time here's the thing right we're a new radio station and on a format that we've already dis- d- discussed um doesn't have uh, the reach that fm or medium wave has dab doesn't so i have to hook as many people as i can using every trick up my sleeve so I mentioned Periscope. So I mentioned you can listen online because a lot of my listeners do listen online. I know that as a fact. When our show starts at 10 o'clock, the listening figures online shoot up. I know that. We've got the highest online listening figures of the entire station. So it's really, really important. You mentioned worldwide. People can't listen worldwide on DAB. They don't have DAB in America because it was never introduced over there. They, uh, the DAB in Europe is completely different. They can't listen to us on DAB. They have to listen online.
9: Yeah, but, but I do appreciate. Yes, and um, yeah, I can t- totally understand why you're why you're going why everywhere across 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 the whole media. It's has the internet this, internet that, and I'd be doing it myself if I had the internet. I'd be doing it myself. But so, what can I say? I love the show. It's brilliant.
2: Thank you, Ian. Nice one, mate. Take care. UK. Cheers, bye-bye. 03444991000. John has been waiting forever and a day. I do apologise, John. What have you got for us, boss?
8: That's right, mate. I was, um just i couldn't really hear it because the bit rate so low i was <laughs> struggling there on the
2: call Sorry about that. <laughs> i do apologize we'll put a coin in the meter and see if we can get that bit well, well, rate
8: up I, I was cycling on the old dynamo trying to get the old uh, the electricity back up and back, <laughs> i'm back up to speed now
2: i do apologize to all out all of no, those who right. are upset with our bit rate <laughs> disappointing
8: <laughs> no. bit rate it's very nice, low bit
2: rate really stats nice. in my low. life anyway go on buddy what you got <laughs>
8: Uh, well, I've got a couple of things, really. First of all, I just want to say, um, first time I've spoke to you since, uh, Tag in the park. Oh, so really mate, enjoyed.
2: yeah, wasn't that fun?
8: It was such a good laugh, really enjoyed it, really, really, even though I was a, I was a late guy, even though, you know, I still, it was, uh, yeah, really
2: enjoyed that. It was, uh, 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 um, oh, thank you for reminding me of that, because, yeah, that was a really, really fun afternoon and it was stupid and we laughed i was really going for it that one more so than the first I know one you were. my i did my arms in because i was i was doing a lot of stretching <laughs> <reaching people. laughs> I was knackered. oh nice one, John. Was, um, thank you mate
8: no yeah it's, it, it's just that sort of like you're just saying in silly it's just like that especially in the current climate it's just like to be able to go out and have a laugh yeah and not and not care about anything it was just a you know and to see so many other people that felt the same way, yeah. it was wicked. Really oh, it, it,
2: it. It, it, it melted my heart when I saw the people t- just kept, kept them. And when I thought we had it with 20 people, then another five, then we had about 50 in the end. Oh, it was a joy. Especially against the yeah. backdrop
4: of a load of boring old farts arguing about <laughs> stuff that they can't yeah, change. Yeah,
2: that, that ridiculous as well.
4: I know my book
2: better
8: than you know your book! <laughs>
4: And then My them having the audacity them having the audacity to sneer what we were doing. For I know. Sake. Yeah. Oh, thank you, yeah. John.
2: Nice well, one. Who me.
8: was the more childish there? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Gone on, What else you got? Um, so yes, um, a couple of things. And um, uh, a little while ago, we chat. We just, obviously we you're, you're talking about pop music and that. Now we we spoke a little while ago um, last year. You were talking about um, playing the streak for your, because of your dad.
2: Oh yeah, Ray Stevens, the streak. Yes. Yeah.
8: And we and I, I found out. Uh, spoke about my Nell and granddad about um, feeling glad all over. Yep, yep, yep. And her uh, name was Glad. And then I just got to thinking today about um, I, I don't know if it counts as pop music, but do, um, Billy Joel.
1: Yeah. or
2: Joel.
8: If yeah. you want to pronounce it, yeah. uh, tell her about it. Tell
2: her about it. Oh. Dun, 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 dun. That's a great
8: song. Did That's, a, great That's a finger it's, clicker. It, I used to listen to that before I went to school. Because there's yeah. a girl I used to really like at school, and I used to listen to that Beautiful. to get me hyped up to go. Right, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. I'm going to tell her. And as soon as I left the house, yeah. the bottle dropped. Yeah, of that course you did gone, Couldn't do it. But did you ever tell her about it? Uh, no, I didn't. I
2: didn't oh, tell her about anything.
4: Mate, you've got to give her every reason to oh. accept that you're for real, mate. And I know what that's
2: like. I know what. You know what? That's a really good uh, image you've put because I remember listening to pop songs to give me confidence to speak to girls and 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 it 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 does it can make you for a short period it can make you feel like you've you've taken a pill or you're a superhero for a little bit yeah um i I know totally that going to school longing thinking today is the day and then walking home again dejected because you never got the guts to do it mate oh i remember
8: that Uh, just walking up into the school playground and this guy, I, oh, and then just walking away because you just thought the bit just went. Yeah. But you know you what? sinking feeling. Go on, Cathy. The,
4: girl, the girls never realised that was happening because no. they were all in their own little whirl of trying to work out whether the guy they had their eye on. And it might have been you was ever going to no, make no, a move, but the boys to. were always too cool.
8: <laughs> no, I was, um, I was, I guess you could call me one of the in-betweeners. I was sort of like that. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I was. Yeah, no, yeah, it's a bit, it's a bit of a thing. But yeah, I mean, pop music, it, People like I've seen on your Twitter feed today, people are snobby about it. But for me, it, it's like a, it's almost like a drug. It gives you, you can remember s- um, smells and yeah. sounds and sights. It's just, and you can put on, like I just mentioned um, that there, and yeah. you can remember the words instantly. Yeah.
2: Yeah, oh, it's, like it's they, are record burn, record. they are burnt They are burned in the back of your brain. And Kath was joking about the Jason Donovan record. When we're old and senile oh, in that, the John. care home, we'll be sing- we'll be singing that. Yeah,
4: it won't be Chattanooga Choo Choo. Yeah, that's what with a wham rap.
8: Oh, boys! With my name being John Taylor as well. You got Duran Duran thrown in there
1: as well.
2: Yeah, there you go, you know, um, um Nice one, John. Thank you, mate. I enjoyed that. No, uh, w- one last thing, Can yeah. I just say sorry. So at, at the, um,
8: what do you call it, at, at the Game of Tag, yeah. um, it reminded me of, thing years and years ago, my brother went up to uh, uh, Virgin Megastore, when that was still in London. Uh, was oh, it Virgin? yeah. No, no the, Tower
2: Records. Uh, yeah, two. Tower Records, another one, great shop, yeah. Um, and he had a copy of FHM
8: magazine when Terry Hatcher was wor- named World's Sexiest Woman. Oh, yeah. Wowzers, that.
0: yes, yes.
8: Uh, and she so was signing copies of it there, and um, he took his up to go and get his signed and he's queuing up, and he got up to her and... Uh, she said, right, Who should I make this? Uh, who shall I sign it to? And he just went, blah, blah, blah. He couldn't actually remember his name. I was <laughs> <laughs> so star shocked. And she just went, Oh, I'll just say, To my biggest fan.
2: Oh, um, good for her.
8: That's how I felt when I met you uh, at, the, at the IT. What,
4: I, you, I, you, I what, almost... Hang on.
2: Is he, is he saying that he's not won out over a picture of me like his brother did with
4: Terry Hatcher? L- to that, the point where he can't speak anymore. Well, yes, that's exactly what he's l- saying. L-
2: oh, John. Yeah. <laughs> hang on. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'll make it out, John, to my biggest fan. Oh, well, <laughs> listen, mate, you're very, you're it's very, good very this kind. Isn't on Periscope, yeah. <laughs> uh? a good. Job, this isn't on Periscope, is it? Uh, <laughs> yeah, listen, yeah, well, I, I, that, that's a very, very kind and generous thing to say, John, and I, and I take that as a great compliment, mate. Thank oh, you very much, indeed. a bit, bit awkward. I was talking to Cass. Oh, Yay! get right. Get he's cut off. He's gone. He's gone. Well, I'm right, not having that. I'm not having that. That is, uh, let's go to a break. Set free your mind. Let your
11: fancy take flight.
0: Conversation gets curiouser by the glow of moonlight. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio.
2: I am. For a Monday show? No, Tuesday. Oh, that explains. It. It's Tuesday. Monday show was a car crash. Apart from uh, Katie Parkridge. Well, it nearly was a car crash. Oh, really. oh, she got stopped by the old Bill I dropping got, off Katie Parkridge.
4: Uh, well, after thank God. That's why
2: she. When she came back, she was so. You know, she was late and she was sheepish. You've been uh, pulled over I got by got the busted police. busted by the
4: feds, didn't it? Yeah. Hey, did they
2: find that grass? No. Hey. It was well tucked away. Speaking of grasses, good evening, Chris. Good evening. Snitches yeah. get stitches. Uh, pardon? Snitches get stitches do they
11: yes well, they do. I've never been a, a snitch Have
4: grasses you got... get smacked
11: there we go bottomed. good evening Catherine
4: hello Chris hello you hello
11: yes why did you say snitches get stitches what no reason Do you call me a grass I've never grassed all my life well then
2: you'll be okay then yes yeah
11: just, use, just a useful little
2: reminder, I think.
4: Go on, think... Chris. Go on. <laughs> Tell us what you were going to say.
11: You, you phone me. Uh, you, uh, you found us. You phoned a... Uh, I, I, I liked your interview with, with. Anna, for the life of me, I can't remember the band's name. Bucks Fizz. Bucks Fizz, of course. Yeah. <laughs> hey. They're good, aren't they? They're <laughs> lovely people. I, I I liked all the pop songs, see, from the eighties. Yep, all of them. That was my era. I was. Mm. <laughs> I used to go to n- night clubbing, and oh. yeah. Mm. Lost my sight now. Never mind. Is it? Ah, uh, mm. all right. Mm.
2: <laughs> Are you smoking? You got a fag on? Oh, sorry. That's, right. That's fine. That's fine. I, I-, I-, I- once another radio station. I know
11: it's a filthy habit.
2: No, it's not. It's a, it's a, it's a noble. It's a noble, noble sport. Uh, another radio station when they introduced the smoking ban. Um, I occasionally did a thing where I'd get okay. people to, we'd have a smoking break and we I would get people to phone up and they could have a fag on. And yeah. we'd just go, right, we're going to have a smoking break now for five yeah. minutes and people would phone up and they'd smoke a fag down the phone. Um, <laughs> Maybe I need to reintroduce
11: that. It's delightful.
4: You don't need to reintroduce it, happens all the time. <laughs> <Right>.
11: <laughs> <laughs> I, I, well, we, we ban from smoking everywhere. So uh, we ban from smoking when you ring up a, uh, a radio station. Sorry, we banned from who? Who is who, who? Was I banned? No. When when you smoke on, if you phone up a radio station, yes, you're a smoker. Yes, you banned.
2: No, you're allowed to smoke whilst on oh. the telephone. <laughs>
11: right. Yeah. It doesn't go down the phone, again. No, but I can hear you going. <laughs> I can you hear that? I know. I do apologise. Sorry.
2: Yep. That's okay. It's not me. You've got to apologise to.
11: Who oh, do I need? Oh, that's another question. I need to apologise to my partner. No. Nope. Actually. Oh, gosh.
2: Why have you got to apologise to your partner? What have you done? Uh, nothing. Oh.
11: Nothing. Mm. We go out. I've been down. Yeah.
2: E? I don't know. Uh, what's going on with you, Chris? I'm sensing. Mm. I'm sensing some heavy woes. I can I can feel a burden, brother. Why don't you
11: let me carry some of that burden part <laughs> no, of the No, team? no, 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 no. I I carry the burden of myself actually. Let me
2: let me carry some of that burden at least for a few steps on your journey, brother. Share with me.
11: <laughs> um I can't <coughs> I can't why I, I do it myself. Okay, is there something so so wicked that you can't tell? No, that, that, what, what do you mean? That, that, you, what do you mean wicked? Evil. Oh, thank you very much. I'm not wicked and evil person. I, I,
2: but yet, there's no. something you've done something that you can't tell me.
11: <laughs> I've not done anything. You, you, you're steering me into a, a car crash now, aren't you? I'd never steer and, anyone into a car crash. See, and that—that's what my partner does to me. And
2: maybe you're too easily steered.
11: Maybe. You know what winds me up? It winds me up when you go into. An hotel, or going, oh, we got a guide dog with us, and oh, uh, this guide dog is not allowed in. Uh, it winds me up.
2: Well, also that's illegal. Guide dogs are allowed in hotels.
11: Uh, in reality, yes. Yeah. Well, sometimes. no. In, in in law,
2: guide dogs are allowed in hotels, and if a hotel does not allow your guide dog in, you can phone the you can phone the authorities.
11: Uh, phone the police. Nine nine nine. No, no, no. no <laughs> 10, 101. one. One oh one. If you're struggling. Ah. Uh, that's why I don't have a guide dog. Sorry?
2: Why are you complaining about not being allowed in with a guide dog when you don't have one?
11: My partner does. Ah.
2: Well, she legally is allowed to go in anywhere with a guide dog.
11: I know. I. I she's going to Algeria next week.
2: Yes. And you're looking after the guide dog, am I correct?
11: We we had a little conversation on the, on the bus on the, the way home. No, we didn't. Not you. <laughs> we... <laughs> Shut up. What happened in this conversation, Chris? She said, do you want the good news or the bad news? <laughs> wow. And I, and I, I, went, I went shopping for, to buy this bloody chocolate for her. Sorry for swearing. Is this the good news? Um, no, that's another story.
2: Let's, let's focus on the good news, bad news story.
11: Um, the good news... No, she said she she didn't know which was the good news or which was the bad news, because I was very um, apprehensive of looking after a dog for three weeks. You know, when I go down to her house, we don't live together. No, oh. Thank God.
2: Is that the good news, or is that the bad news? It's the good
4: news or the bad news.
2: <laughs> what What did you... She, she must have had two pieces of news to give you. Let's hear them, and then we'll see if we can work out which one was the G and which one was the B.
11: Well, she said uh, I was her uh, second choice to look after her guide dog. Oh. Right. Was that,
2: was that... Was there any other news she gave you?
11: Um, she said, um... Right, um, guide dogs for the blind, um, they, they have, um, borders. What, like lodges? Yes. Huh? <laughs> and they look after the dog for her.
2: Oh, right, okay. Yeah. So you're not looking after the dog? No. <laughs> so is that the good news or the bad news? Only you I can d- answer d- that question.
11: I, d- well, she, she couldn't either.
2: Well, no, but the only you will know the answer as to whether you not looking after her guide dog is good news or bad news. Um, it was quite a relief, actually. Good news? Yes. <laughs> so, good news, you haven't got to look after I... her do- guide dog. Bad news, you're not the loving, committed partner Aww. that she was hoping you were. Ah,
11: that's awful. Well. <laughs> I would have. I would have looked after Begrudgingly? Yeah.
4: Why do you hate the dog so much?
11: Uh, that's unfair, Catherine. Go on. What do you mean? When I went, went down to her house on the weekend, her guide dog pinched my boot. I was looking for for my boot. Are you looking for this? Ziggy, her guide dog, had my boot. Oh, dear. I would have looked after her. Of course I would have.
4: But you'd never seen your boots again. Which well, <laughs> the words.
2: Yet another in a long line of thefts.
11: I've never pinched anything in my life. Against you. I've never pinched anything in my life. Yet another in a long line of thefts against you. You know, I... I used to teach many years ago. Yep. And because I got in trouble with... And I helped somebody... I can't I can't do that anymore.
2: You help you help you got in trouble, you helped somebody normally helping people would be considered a boon for teachers. What did no, you help somebody I, do?
11: No. She came back into the UK and
2: That's what got me in trouble. Someone coming into the UK? Yes. How can that get you in trouble? Um a
11: long story <laughs> we're here until one o'clock
2: maybe even longer if we need to be.
11: <laughs> well thanks for your call Chris I love listening to your show and it was nice to listen to um, Cheryl and um Bucksviz. Bucks there
4: we go <laughs> there we go um, so many um,
11: that was
2: deliciously uncomfortable yeah the Late Night Alternative, with
11: that man, Ian Lee. There's no strangers here, just friends you haven't
0: stalked on Facebook yet. have never sent my picture to anyone who didn't request it. The Late Night Alternative, with Ian Lee, on Talk Radio.
2: Yes, hmm. 0344-499-1000. Oh, four, 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 nine, nine, um, and despite the uh, letter and call... To Ian, um, the switchboard is very very busy. Um, you can call in. We may not get to all of the calls that we have on the switchboard so far, but who knows? If a, if a delicious, if a first, time, here's the thing. We have got some calls here, and I w- hopefully we'll squeeze them all in um, uh, because some of them have been waiting for ages. But if a delicious first timer called up, oh, I'd be a tart and I'd let them jump straight to the front of the queue. Um, let's do these in the order in which they arrived. It's Hoover. Sh- uh, uh, it's David Badcock.
16: Hi, uh, hi, Ian. Hey,
2: David, how you doing, mate?
16: Well, I'm a bit lacrimose. Bit? Oh. Lacrimose. Does that mean you're allergic to milk?
4: No, it means no, it's, no, that's it's a bit that's wet lactating. around and... uh, Have you got any tissues?
16: I'm, I'm not lactating, don't worry. Have
4: you got any tissues, David? For the lacrimosity?
16: Well, for me tears?
4: Yeah.
16: Oh.
2: What's wrong, buddy? Well, that last call was hardly a barrel of laughs, wasn't it? Well, this hour's been quite maudlin. Maudlin well, at midnight. Monty Maudlin at midnight.
16: It was the guy before that, actually, that set me off. Go on. With the stories of the the, the lost loves at school. Wow. <laughs>
2: oh.
4: Go on.
16: And the, the thing about the the songs pepping you up.
2: Yeah. No. What songs pep you up?
16: Well, it wasn't so much to pep me up, but I, I, had a, I had a thing for this girl for quite a long time in, yes. uh, in secondary school. Yes.
4: I think we know what the thing was.
16: No, it wasn't my penis. Oh.
4: Um, and, wow.
16: Well, oh. So I, I thought about it for a long time, and you'll see why afterwards, but there was a particular four-top song that I thought might be fitting. If I sang that to her in the playground... At Flop Burton Secondary.
1: Yes.
16: She would be mine. Um, so, so one day I tried it. I, I strode up to her at break time. I've treated me sandwiches. And I said, Bernadette! Because yes. her name was Bernadette, you see. Yes, yes. But but, but I, I couldn't remember the next line. Right. So, I shouted her name at her, so I shouted, Bernadette, and she turned around and she looked at me in a look which I'll never forget, and it was the look of pure horror, because in the panic, I'd, I'd wet myself. I wet myself all in my trousers. That's it. Hello. I'm still on. That's the end of the story. Oh,
1: Bernadette,
16: I still think of you sometimes when I'm naked in bed. masturbating I hope I'm not still on because they were a bit saucy that
0: Guaranteed to open your eyes and your mind. <laughs> oh my word! The late night alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. 0344-499-1000, oh,
2: nine, nine, Good evening, Dom. Good evening, Boss. You're all right. Yeah, good. Thank you, mate.
10: Excellent. Am I mean, that in inferring that Chris didn't really uphold his under
2: the call? Say that again. I didn't. I didn't understand any of that. Am I right in
10: inferring yes. that Chris didn't really uphold this end of the call?
2: Um, <laughs> that's an excellent way of putting it. Um, yes, Thank I you. would. I, you, I, I, I think the inference is correct. Yes, it was a uh, very thoughtful. one-sided call. The interesting thing about Chris, and I do enjoy his calls, some people on Twitter are saying we were being mean. Oh, no, not at all. Some, we weren't being mean at all. Well, we were just... Um, uh, asking him questions that he declined to answer, and, and... But he started them. He would start things, and we just... hit I think people... Th- maybe people thought we were being mean because of the silences, but some, t- It's not my job to nest. If someone phones up, I kind of imagine they have something they want to say, so I'm quite happy to sit back and let them fill in the silences. So it wasn't mean also, at all. Also,
4: we know he was toking on a fag, so I was waiting for him to breathe out yeah. so he could continue mm-hmm. his sentences. It so, no,
2: wasn't, wasn't mean at all. But, but He is a mystery
4: though, isn't he? Thanks isn't everybody he? I mean, for I
2: mean, um um producing online. And I
10: think
4: well.
2: What you
10: got for us, boss? Oh a couple of things. Uh, slugger there. Did me proud.
2: What are you talking about? Why is everyone speaking in riddles?
4: It's talking about the rabbit Smoker. hole and me. Oh, yeah. Get somebody yeah.
2: else. Do you, yeah, you know what,
4: at. though? It's given me a right... I'm, I'm a, Taste. I, I'm, Taste of blood. I'm, no, I was going to say I regret doing it now. Not because
2: I... I oh, I wouldn't, because I'll be honest. Him and, him and that lot wouldn't shut up
4: I know, for the last 20 I mean. minutes. So I know, I felt actually deserved it. Ba- he, he's banging on about it now as if I really hurt him, when actually I whispered to him, pretend it really hurt. So
2: but He doesn't know pain.
4: No, he doesn't know pain. But if I did. was really going for it, he would be out.
2: It did. It was great. Everyone came to the rabbit hole great time but there were were people that wouldn't shut up (laughs) it's like you know just okay guys that's great but no one can hear what you're saying so we'll 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 carry on doing this thanks very much it was a bit of that i I don't know it's a stressful day it's a very stressful day yeah, it was a good show, though. Good yeah, show. I, I disagree, but thank you. It was it was it, I found it very very stressful, and, and and I found it just a little bit cold. Yeah. Um, again, it's not the audience's fault at all. That's um. I think that's that's us. But we, it's yeah. also
4: the venue. I felt like we were a long way away from them. Yeah. yeah.
2: It was it was lovely. I mean, beautiful venue, but maybe. But we we are. Where are we? Scunthorpe on the first for, for of october i think um and we've sold about 30 40 tickets brighton on the 14th is nearly so i think there's five seats left for brighton unbelievable unprecedented scenes and in hull we've sold seven so you know ups and downs swings and roundabouts we'll see how it goes i, I kind of think and i'm saying this now catherine that we've got these wonderful dates booked up and we've got wolverhampton is on sale now which i think is the fourth of november um, I'll put all, I'll tweet all these again over a few days. And, and Belf- Luton. Uh, Luton. Oh, Luton's on sale now. Luton goes on sale tomorrow morning, mm-hmm. Wednesday morning. Um, in uh, eight hours it goes on sale. Um, and then Belfast in January. I think over Christmas we need to take a step back and have a rethink as to if we wish to continue and if we wish and to have. continue and how we wish to continue. I think we need to have those questions of the Yeah, because the thing
4: is, right, we wanted to keep it separate from the radio show and yep. it's, it keeps... Despite our best efforts yep. it keeps overlapping
2: and I think but now I think that that, that is inevitable um, but um I, I do part of me was thinking the other day maybe it's just because it was a flat show which 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 happens all the time you know people get flat shows all the time but I was thinking well I wonder if this has run its course you know' it's, we've been doing it for well, eight months which is a long time for us mm. you know we've short attention. I mean, you have
10: said this before, though, about after the London shows, you always seem a bit anticlimactic. Well, after one I mean, show, I said we were never going
2: to do it again. Then I phoned up Kath the next day and said I've had a brilliant idea. Let's go on tour with it. So, exactly. um, so I don't, I don't know. I don't know. But I just I, 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 I just wonder. I wonder what we're doing it for. Um, I don't, I, I, you know, with artistic, creative expression and freedom and stuff. I
4: mean, we'll still do something, but I just don't know whether this is it now.
2: Uh, it's, 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 um, we'll it's,
10: see. well see. I enjoy him anyway. Can Dom. we talk about the Virgin Call? Or yeah, sure, sure, but, sure.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go on. The penultimate show. I, of any, Virgin.
10: Yeah, yeah. It all got like, like you said, it got a bit tense. Yeah. And when you when you tweeted back and you said sorry about that or something, I genuinely thought you, it, it was a bit, and that's why I started going on about Oscar Wilde and a lot about uh, rubbish. Oh, yeah. Um, but when I watched back on uh, Periscope, I then realised it wasn't. It was actually genuine tension, and you were getting really
2: fired about it. It was, here's the thing, right, it's that it was the penultimate show, the last show is this Sunday, and I was go- wasn't going to do it, and now I am going to do it, um, and, um, it was, I, so I was not in, I, my ego was a bit bruised, and um it was a new guy producing that i had never met before and um you know you called up and you talked about leaving virgin and stuff which is fine and he was looking panic because you know it, and uh, it got a little bit he, he told me to wind it up now Don't tell me to wind (laughs) it up, and and, unless we're doing a live television show, don't tell me to wind it up. Um, And it got, you know, and I I, perhaps I spoke out of turn by by saying it on air and then saying it on on Periscope. That was that was that was beneath me, I think, and that was unfair on the young gentleman in question. So I I shouldn't have done that. But it was it was tense. My ego's a little bit bruised because that gig's coming to an end, and it's fine and it's cool, and there's no hard feelings. And I'm sure I'll be back doing stuff at Virgin at some point. But in a personality led business, you know, egos get bruised a little bit but um you know these things happen
10: that's the thing i mean at the end of the day as much you well i don't know you've probably accept it because you've got an ego but you're an artist and you need you need a lot of latitude to actually be creative latitude. and to put
2: yourself out there i need latitude that's what i need god you do damn it. what you
10: don't need is someone who's three months into the job who should well. be answering the phones and wasn't yeah, telling
2: was, you how was, to do was, your job one of my 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 hates is having to buzz through saying could you get the phones please
4: yeah but some people are well, not even some people are not used, used to having a show where people phone up that's
2: yeah, that's the point yeah, isn't I it i know but i i have i what well, here's the thing don what i need to remember and i didn't remember for those few minutes and it was fine afterwards okay um is i am probably earning 10 times what that lad is earning and and so for me to speak out in that way on air is is inappropriate. There we go. That's no. a anyway.
10: No, you're not being funny yourself, that's a material. It's, you are a... I won't go as far as saying you're the talent. And you're a just... bum
2: licker! How's about that? You're licking my bum! And you need you need freedom, you need me to bend over and pull my cheeks even further oh, apart God. so you can get your tongue right up there! Is that right, Dom?
10: No, what I want to know, is this cab going full-leather tuxed or not?
1: <laughs> oh, goodness
2: sakes. <laughs> Good evening, let's, let's end the show on a man. Every time he calls, it could be his last call because he's very old, and also because if he doesn't turn his bloody radio off, I will kill him, Dennis. Not there, is that right, Tom? No, what I want to know, is this cab going full-leather tuxed or not? <laughs> Good evening,
10: let's, let's end the show Here we go, day. he's going to get the message well, now. It
3: could
4: be his last call
2: because he's very old. 'Cause if he doesn't turn his bloody radio off, I will
4: kill him, Dennis. Good
9: evening, yes. <laughs> Flippin' it back in Luton.
10: That was a session for it was me. Yeah, You're that's back th- in Luton again tomorrow. What? Hard line. I didn't get a ticket. What
9: are you talking
4: <laughs> what's he talking about? We're back in Luton tomorrow. We're no, not No, we're not Dennis. back
2: in Luton tomorrow. We're back in Luton in December. I think it's December the fourth or something.
4: He's listening to the radio instead of listening to the phone. He's put the, put the, phone, the phone down. down. <laughs> <laughs> what is What was that? He was talking to the radio. Unbelievable. <laughs> Unbelievable. Ah.
2: <laughs> wow, so it's got a very dry mouth. Never mind.
4: It's warm in here,
2: that's why. Hey, good day tomorrow. I've got someone to come in to look at uh, where I'm living. Uh, uh, but then, um, I'm going to spend an hour in the company of the company. He'll be putting on When the Moon is in the Seventh... Sol- so I might see some Dingles and VJs tomorrow. I don't think
4: they need to practice that
2: because... I'm going to go... I'm stripping off. <laughs> uh, tomorrow, I'm going <laughs> to hang out, maybe literally, with the cast of the new production of Hair. I am... So so excited what a week it's been right so bucks fizz today who were just so charming so charming Here tomorrow uh thursday i think i'm meeting johnny uh i forgot his last name rogan who's written some brilliant books about ray davis and, and the kinks and the birds and then friday here's one for you, movie fans jeff fahey I'm meeting Jeff Fahey again. I met in—you'll uh, know him, of course. It's the Lawnmower Man, and uh, he was uh, Lepidus or as I used to call him, Lapinus, in Los. I met him once in Hawaii. Tomorrow, I'm meeting him in the foyer of the Theatre Royal, Windsor. Jeff Fahey is in a play in my hometown. What a week for stars! We've got great guests coming up next week as well. Thank you, Sam. Thank you, Catherine. Thank you to, I'm going to say, 65% of the people who called in this evening. Thank you to Bucks Fizz. The Fizz. Back tonight at 10. Ta-ta.